0: AEW successful why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Prichard are running Monday night and Friday night long term booking Right, guys. Thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off The Script. This is your SmackDown and AEW Rampage post show for February 4th, 2022. I am your host, JD, from New York, and this is the OTS Venue. Thank you guys so very much for joining me on your Friday evenings, wherever you may be. You know, I don't really want to start the show off with negativity, but I might as well get this out of my system. Right now, right at the top. I think you guys know where I'm going with this. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! Bill Goldberg. I don't know who acts for it. I genuinely believe the only people that want to see this is Vince McMahon... And Bruce Pritchard. It's a great match you got there for Saudi Arabia, folks. Goldberg versus Roman Reigns was officially announced tonight. Yes, because Goldberg is going to win the Universal Championship and be the one to end the reign of the Tribal Chief of 530 plus days on SmackDown, right? Give me a fucking break. Give me a break. I swear on everything that I own. I hope this match lasts three minutes, most, minimum. Minimum three minutes. Max four minutes. I don't know who possibly could be interested in seeing this match. And the, 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 the great thing is, this guy has this match only left on his current WWE deal. WWE would be out of their fucking minds to buy another contract And buy the services of Bill Goldberg for another two years. So then that means we need four more Bill Goldberg matches. I don't want to see any more Bill Goldberg matches. I don't want to see any more of Bill's garage. I don't give a shit what cars he buys. I don't give a shit what his son is doing. I don't care. Get him the fuck off of television. Get him away from everything WWE. This match Vince has wanted for two years. He can buy the fanciest suits. He could pitch a tent in his fucking $20,000 suit in Saudi Arabia. I don't give a shit what anybody wants, man. This is the last time, I pray to God, that we see Bill Goldberg in a WWE ring. This is the epitome of what the product doesn't need. That is Bill Goldberg. The other thing that happened tonight, because SmackDown was nothing but rematches, this show is... I wish I ha- I wish I took down definitions and words to describe this fucking show tonight. Hideous, putrid, horrendous, abhorrent, horrible, terrible, nightmarish comedy, comedic. This show sucks. I don't know how anybody can defend this fucking company, man. One billion dollars WWE is getting from Fox for this show. For this show. And you got people after last night's quarterly conference call where WWE raked in a cool $1 billion in revenue for the entire year last year. Everybody's chiming in. What AEW will never compete. They're not actively financially competing with WWE. I don't know where Tony Khan laid that out in the mission statement. All these fucking geeks and these shills and these e-drones on social media coming at me because I say the show sucks, which it does. And their defense and only defense is, well, you you know, they, they, they made a million and a billion and next year they'll make a trillion, man. You know, they're making all this money, man. The stock is at $54 a share. I don't give a shit how much money they're fucking making. Why are you concerned? Why is fucking, fucking Billy Joe Bob 453 on social media with six followers? Why is he concerned with WWE's financial income? I don't get it. This is the only, the only excuse that they use. Is that your excuse for the show sucking? I don't know why anybody is fucking defending this company. Why are you so concerned with what a stranger is making financially? People that don't even give a shit if you are alive or dead. Why do you care how much money they're making? Unless you're an executive, somebody in Titan Tower, a shareholder, somebody on Nick Khan's nutsack. Why do you care about what WWE is making? You do realize that they're producing the worst television in the history of the company, right? In the history of WWE, this is the worst television product of all time. Never, no, they, they made a billion dollars last year. That's great. That's great. I, I want to see that billion dollars be put into television, into creative. They got $1 billion in the bank, and they're losing fucking audience week after week after week after week, after week on a regular basis. I got 1 billion reasons why you shouldn't fucking watch this show, Period. Charlotte Flair and Ronda, rowdy Ronda Rousey. Looks like she actually had an afternoon nap this morning, or this afternoon. Maybe got a good night's sleep last night. She showed up, shaking hands, slapping high fives, smiling. Looked like she uh, woke up on the right side of the bed this morning. She didn't say good morning to the Grim Reaper. She didn't have scones with fucking death itself this morning. Showed up on SmackDown after WWE conveniently teased that Charlotte Flair would be getting Sasha Banks at WrestleMania, which is something that I will go into when we talk about this. Charlotte Flair came out and she was told that Becky Lynch is wanting Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania and Ronda is going with Becky. And Sony Deville, who I guess were, was the mediator of this segment, the moderator per se, told Charlotte Flair that she needs to choose an opponent for WrestleMania. First of all, why are we leaving it up to Charlotte Flair to choose a fucking opponent? Is that how we do business? Is that how we conduct business on Friday night? No wonder the show is a fucking steaming pile of shit. You're leaving it up to Charlotte Flair to choose an opponent. What happened to... Management choosing the right woman for the job, you know, through wins and consistent television and good booking, right? No, but Charlotte Flair is going to be the one to choose her opponent, just like she was in the Royal Rumble, which would have defeated the entire purpose of her winning the Royal Rumble, her WrestleMania opponent, right? It's like WWE, the the common theme for WrestleMania season is do everything as backwards for WrestleMania 38. Why does Charlotte Flair get to choose her opponent? She could have chosen anybody. She could have chosen anybody. Shotzi Blackheart, Aaliyah, Natalia Neidhart. She could have chose Bailey, Oscar, somebody that's not even on the roster. She could have said Britt Baker, R- Thunder Rosa, Mercedes Martinez, Red Velvet. She could have named anybody. She could have fucking chose the teenage girl sitting front row this evening. Why is it up to her to choose an opponent? That just goes to show you that WWE is, right now, the worst I've ever seen it. The women's division is in complete shambles, even more so than I care to really, to really express to you guys. And number two, WWE had laid out Charlotte versus Sasha Banks. WWE may be, thinking the same way that I am, that Ronda isn't going to make it to WrestleMania, Charlotte's not going to make it till WrestleMania. This match is going to be an utter failure going all the way till WrestleMania weekend. And we may need to add somebody that has more star power in the WWE ring than both of them. And that is Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks may be added to this match at WrestleMania. In fact, I actually hope she's added to this match because otherwise I don't know what she's doing. So the rumors were true. Dave Meltzer was factually correct in this rumor. Charlotte versus Ronda is now official at WrestleMania. So now we have two WrestleMania matches in the books Charlotte, Ronda, and Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship. The women's match will be for the SmackDown, obviously, women's championship. You know, I talked about this on Off The Scripts 409, which is live on the channel right now. Go and check that out if you guys missed any of the content that I've uploaded this week. Why is WWE going with Ronda and Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania? Some may say, oh, well, it's the bigger match. Some may say it is the more legit match compared to uh, stick figure Becky Lynch nowadays. I get your point. I won't argue that. But the reason why this match is happening is not because of what you see on television. It's not because of Charlotte Flair looking more legit than Becky Lynch these days. It's not about what the bigger match is between Charlotte and Becky Lynch against Ronda Rousey. The reason why this match is happening is because Charlotte's been lobbying and politicking for this match for a couple of months now. So somebody must have clued her in. She must be in the know to know that Ronda Rousey was coming back at the Royal Rumble and Charlotte Flair automatically put her name into the WrestleMania hat to go one-on-one with Ronda Rousey. Why would she do that? Why would she do that? I didn't hear reports about Becky Lynch lobbying for Ronda Rousey. She did that because Charlotte Flair is insecure. She did that because Charlotte Flair wants to think she's bigger than everybody else, but really she's not. She's actually the worst of the horsewomen. Charlotte Flair is not bigger than Sasha Banks, and Charlotte Flair is not bigger than Becky Lynch. She knows it. I know it. Everybody knows it. Everybody in the community knows it. Charlotte Flair is overrated. She's not the greatest of all time. She will never be the greatest of all time. No matter what a fake record title reigns, no matter what her resume says otherwise, I don't give a shit about your fucking eight one day title reigns on WWE television. I don't remember any of them, so how memorable can they really be? Charlotte Flair is a hack. That's the fucking point of the matter here. Charlotte Flair doesn't give a shit about the women's division in WWE. Charlotte Flair only cares about Charlotte Flair. I know this, you know it, everybody knows it, everybody in that fucking locker room, they won't tell me, they won't reach out to me personally, or you won't hear from a sap, or a Meltzer, or a Wade Keller, or a fucking Mike Johnson. They, they won't report that news. I don't need to know what they say. I don't need to know what the locker room says. I know. I feel it. I see it. The locker room is probably better off without Charlotte Flair. She's a selfish bitch. She doesn't give a shit about the women's division at all, at all. Just look at what she's done in the last two years. Rhea Ripley, buried. Bianca Belair, might as well be buried. Everybody else in that division, buried. Has there been one new star since Charlotte Flair was leading the division as its champion for the last two years? The answer is no. Charlotte Flair lobbied for this match because she realized that Becky Lynch was going to get the match and WWE was probably going to go with Becky Lynch because out of all the women in the locker room, it was Ronda and Becky Lynch that had the most tumultuous feud. Not only in the ring, but online. Charlotte Flair was playing third wheel. She was crying in the corner saying, Why can't it be me? Why does it got to be Becky, man? That was Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair lobbied for this match because she realized that if Becky Lynch got the main event at WrestleMania, that would make it two WrestleMania main events for Becky Lynch. And Charlotte, she doesn't really have any. She's got that one triple threat match, but she was only added because, again, she politicked her way in when she really wasn't needed in that match. So she kind of undermined the system. She cut the line, and she's getting Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. Will it be a good match? Fuck do I know. I don't want to see Ronda Rousey in any wrestling capacity. That ship has long sailed. Nobody gives a shit about Ronda Rousey in a WWE ring. If you do, you're a fucking idiot. You're a complete shill to the system. It does nothing for the division. Clearly. Charlotte politic for this match. How does this help the division? It doesn't. It helps Charlotte Flair. We've already we, We've already been through this circus once before. Ronda Rousey did what she needed to do. Did what was intended for the women's division and WWE failed after Ronda left. I told you this time and time and time again. What did they do with Becky Lynch when she beat Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania 35? Oh yeah, that's right. They feuded her with Lacey fucking Evans for three months. And then they take all that and go all the way through the summer until Sasha Banks wants to come back at or around SummerSlam. That's when the women's revolution started to finally pick up steam after Ronda Rousey had left. Since fucking April, she was gone. April, May, June, July, August. Five months it took WWE to finally take what Ronda did and make it feel special. After that, the women's division seemingly died. It never felt the same again. So once again, I reiterate, Charlotte Flair only lobbied for this match because she could not stand to be in an undercard match with Ronda Rousey back on WWE television. She could not stand to just do the Sasha Banks match and give us the work rate match at WrestleMania. No, 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 no. She's got to do the main event match with Ronda Rousey and have a subpar performance. But as long as she's in the main event, the last match on night one of WrestleMania, all is right in Charlotte Flair's world. Meanwhile, she looks behind her and, and all I see is a division that's fucking up in flames. That's all I see. She could care less. She could care less, or couldn't care less is the term, right? I guess if I say you could care less, you could you could care uh, less, but she couldn't care any less than she does. Charlotte Flair, awful. Absolutely awful. Other than that, nothing else happened on WWE television. AEW Rampage, we got Ricky Starks and Jay Lethal, which was a great main event tonight for the FTW title. Adam Cole is back. Adam Cole is going for the world championship. He's already made a proclamation tonight. We got Sammy Guevara and Isaiah Cassidy for the TNT championship. And we got Thunder Rosa and Mercedes Martinez with a big, big twist. We will be talking about that. Check my phone. Jesse said, uh, let me see what TK just posted this. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The forbidden door can be opened for anyone from any wrestling promotion in the world, whether or not it's a, good, it's a company AEW is on good terms with, even if it's someone from a company that's open for business. They're also welcome to slam the door in the face of their prior company. I don't know what that means. They're also welcome to slam the door in the face of their prior company. The fuck does that mean? Everybody that comes in from WWE should be slamming the door in the prior company's face, man. They're, they're bullshit artists. I don't know. I don't know. Who are we getting? Who's the big surprise for TK? Is it Kazuchika Okada? Who is it? Is it Will Osprey? Is it Keith Lee, Karrion Cross? Who is it? Wyndham? Maybe it's Wyndham. I don't know. TK's got a big announcement on Wednesday. We'll find out Wednesday, man. I'm not going to elaborate on who it is. I have no idea, man. Or maybe I do. He's in my, uh, he's in my, uh, my Rolodex on the desk here. TK's cell phone. I'll, I'll text him after the show. AEW Rampage was very good tonight. One of the better Rampages that I've seen in the last couple of months. We will talk about uh, everything that you guys need to know on your Friday night. Jesse's texting me again, this guy. He's courting Triple H or Shane. He's courting Triple H or Shane McMahon that what that means? I don't want Tony Khan to sign Shane McMahon, bro. Not after what I heard. He was willing to put over Brock Lesnar. I'll never forget that line for as long as I do this fucking show. Shane McMahon was willing to put over Brock Lesnar, but not anybody else. Like, we need Shane McMahon's approval for Brock Lesnar to be put over, right? Give me a fucking break. Brock would eat you alive, man. Brock would eat you alive. Brock would probably laugh in your face. I don't know. Maybe he is. Listen, if Triple H wants to come over and work for TK, man, he's got my blessing. Triple H has been blackballed by WWE. You guys know that story. We'll see what happens with that. But uh, we will go over. News and rumors. I got a major one. WWE may be doing a title versus title match. Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Why? I don't know. I really don't know what their intention is. But we will talk about it tonight on top of everything else. Thank you guys for joining me on your Friday nights. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. I see 559 likes on the live stream chat. Why do we only have 559 likes, man? There's 2,100 people in the venue right now. There should be a thousand likes minimum on the live stream chat. So if you guys are here and have not hit the thumbs up, please make sure you do that for me right now. Also, go and check out all the other videos that you might've missed on the channel, man. There is a ton of stuff and there will be moving forward, man. I'm having a really, really great time doing the podcast on Tuesday and Thursday. If you missed anything this week covering all the Shane McMahon drama, Go and check it out. It's on the homepage right now. On top of Monday Night Raw and AEW Dynamite, where I flew solo because Jesse got his fucking ass kicked in Chicago. We will find out who the culprit is on Wednesday, apparently, Jesse is telling me. I don't know who it was. Believe me, I don't know. It's not a work. It's not at work. This is a complete shoot. No idea what the fuck's going on, man. Apparently, he was beat up. His wife was there, and he got beat up. I don't know. Or maybe his wife wasn't there. Maybe he went alone. Maybe he told her, listen, honey, stay home. The snow, the road, the icy road. I'll go. I'm going to go risk my life to get beat up by Thunder Rosa and have her throw tacos in my face. And then I'll come home smelling like fucking mild taco sauce and sour cream. Because Thunder Rosa appreciates sour cream, bro. I know she does. she got to. She's got it. Anyway. Follow me on Twitter At JD from NY206 That's Twitter and Instagram Tonight's sponsor for the show is Honey Join Honey.com slash scripts You want to know where Jesse buys all those fancy taco seasonings And ingredients Honey They even do food, man Honey.com slash script Or Join Honey.com slash scripts I want to thank them for once again Supporting the show and listen, man, we got AEW Dynamite in Atlantic City next week. If you guys are listening to me, we're having a meet and greet, man. I will not be with the Mustang, unfortunately. I was hoping for a big group picture around the Mustang with all the OTS VIPs. Not going to happen. But that's another story for a different day. It's in the shop. It doesn't need a new transmission, apparently. It just needs replacement shocks and control arms. That's it. That's it. The control arms are covered, the shocks are not, which is costing me $900 or so. But meet and greet, Atlantic City, New Jersey, man. That is next Wednesday at 2 p.m. in the afternoon till 6 p.m. at the Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Make sure you guys show up there. There'll be cold beverages, plenty of cold beverages. They got a great beer menu, got a great food menu. Really nice place, one of my favorite places in the city to go. So hopefully you guys can come out and hang out for the OTS VIP meetup right before AEW Dynamite next Wednesday. That is the Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall in Atlantic City, New Jersey, Wednesday at 2 p.m. Hopefully you guys can come out and join the fun. Start with SmackDown, man. SmackDown was a nightmare tonight. Very, very bad show, as, as usual. Monday Night Raw continues to be a better show it is absolutely ridiculous that I even have to utter Monday Night Raw is better than anything. But SmackDown right now, man, oh my God. Do you guys remember Monday Night Raw before the draft? This is what SmackDown has become. This is what SmackDown has become. So clearly we start with Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. I might as well get into the news first before what Paul Heyman said. He just went on and on and on. Long-winded promo by Paul Heyman. Apparently, WWE is leaning towards a title-versus-title match at WrestleMania. Brock Lesnar won the WWE title at day one in a fatal five-way. Everybody thought WWE was heading towards a title-versus-title match with Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Soon as that happened, those plans were reportedly never in place, with WWE taking the championship off of Lesnar and putting it on Bobby Lashley at the Royal Rumble just last weekend. However, with Lesnar's addition to the WWE Championship Elimination Chamber match, the idea of title versus title has now resurfaced. This is coming from Dave Meltzer and the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Several members of the writing team in WWE believe that Vince McMahon will make the call to go with title versus title, Lesnar versus Reigns. This is why Lesnar's addition to the Elimination Chamber happened on Monday Night Raw. There were reportedly some internally, including Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar, who were advocating for the title versus title. They were pushing for this to be the direction of the program with Roman Reigns. Meltzer says the only thing told is that at press time, the course to WrestleMania is set regarding both titles with a number of twists and turns to come with most of it presumably playing out In the Elimination Chamber. The feeling internally was that Vince is definitely leaning in the direction of title versus title. Which would mean the originally planned WWE title match for WrestleMania is now scrapped. I don't even know where to begin with this. I don't understand... Why Brock Lesnar lost the WWE Championship to Bobby Lashley if this is where you wanted to go. If this is the direction that you wanted to go, then Brock Lesnar should have defeated Bobby Lashley at Royal Rumble, and we shouldn't have Brock Lesnar in the Elimination Chamber. I don't understand why we're taking the title off of Big E to put it on Lashley, to take it off Lashley and put it on Lesnar, right? And Or take it off Lesnar and put it on Lashley, rather. So we go from Big E to Lesnar, Lesnar to Lashley, and now Lashley back to Lesnar? So what I'm looking at, presumably, maybe, possibly, is Bobby Lashley holding the WWE Championship for three weeks, going into the Elimination Chamber. Because if that happens, Brock Lesnar is going to win the Elimination Chamber and go on to WrestleMania. I don't think there's another pay-per-view in place before WrestleMania. This is it. This is the last show. I'm not sure if WWE's doing fast lane this year. I pray to God they don't. We don't need a fucking fast lane to WrestleMania. I've always thought that was cringe and absolutely unnecessary. So if Vince wants to do a title versus title match. Why are we getting why are we getting Lesnar beating or Lashley rather beating Lesnar at the Royal Rumble? only for Lesnar to then enter the Royal Rumble at number 30 and win the Royal Rumble. And now he's in the Elimination Chamber and going to win the WWE Championship. Lesnar's doing something in the chamber that seemingly somebody should be doing at WrestleMania by winning the Royal Rumble. If Brock Lesnar wins the Royal, if Brock Lesnar won the Royal Rumble and wins the Elimination Chamber, you do realize that you negate the royal rumble you make the royal rumble absolutely irrelevant for the road to wrestlemania i don't know if anybody's going to be okay with that that's not the way it should should be booked it's not the way it should really go i don't know why you did what you did then if this is the original plan wwe should have absolutely kept the title on lesnar and give somebody else the royal rumble You've now made the Royal Rumble if this is what you're going with, if this is what they go with, you've made the Royal Rumble completely fucking useless. The only reason, the only thing that I want to see come out of this if this is the direction that you're going is Lesnar, Reigns, title, title, and we end the brand split. If you are not planning to end the brand split and unify both of these fucking titles with Reigns retiring... The Universal Championship. I don't know what the fuck we're doing this for. I don't know what you're doing this for. You think it's a bigger selling point for WrestleMania title versus title? I don't give a shit about title versus title. I don't think Roman Reigns should be losing to anybody. So how predictable is it really going to be? In my eyes, very predictable. Because you're looking at this entire storyline revolving around Roman Reigns. You've done literally everything step by step to make this about Roman Reigns. Lesnar is just another piece to the puzzle. If you're doing title versus title and this is what you want to do and it's not official yet and this is where you want to go and, and Heyman and Lesnar are advocating for, you need to end the brand split. There's no other reason for this match to be taking place if that is the case. WWE has fucked up WrestleMania season. If Lesnar wins the Elimination Chamber, I'm going to tell you this again. It renders the Royal Rumble absolutely fucking meaningless. You've absolutely bypassed the Royal Rumble to do what you do in the Elimination Chamber. The Elimination Chamber is going to come off as more important than the Royal Rumble on the road to WrestleMania. Instead of doing what we all wanted you to do from day one, which was title versus title, Title versus title and the brand split, champion versus champion. You could have given somebody else the Royal Rumble and done Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar on night one in the main event and then the winner of the Royal Rumble challenge, whoever the champion is, on night two. Go the new Japan Pro Wrestling route with their Wrestle Kingdom shows that they they do and have take place over two nights. Why didn't anybody think about that scenario? WWE is absolutely out of their fucking minds. Out of their minds. They don't know what they want to do. There's not one solid plan. There's not one fucking plan in place where they say, you know what? We're going to go with it. This is it. They want to give you twists and turns. I don't want twists and turns. Not if it fucking ruins everything else before it. I don't want any twists and turns with Brock Lesnar. We all knew he was going to WrestleMania, with the title or without the title. Why didn't you just keep the title on him? Unbelievable. This company is fucking clueless. Absolutely clueless. So Roman Reigns is out there, and Paul Heyman did most of the talking for him. So he's there, and Heyman says he wanted to address address a couple of uncomfortable truths. He said there was no plot and no scenario and no conspiracy. This was not done to make Brock Lesnar look foolish, although he looks like a damn fool now anyway. Heyman said the trajectory of the industry unfolded in front of their eyes. He said in Chicago, he acknowledges he made the biggest mistake of his career. He said it wasn't that he didn't tell Roman what was in his heart, but it was what it was in his heart that made him look foolish. He said he told Reigns that he needed to be protected from Brock, which is what he believed after spending 20 years of his life with Brock Lesnar. He said as a result, he got fired and Superman punched for his troubles. He said he deserved every bit of it. He said there, there he was, like an unemployed Oklahoman, just out of the ocean of obscurity, languishing and miserable, thinking his entire career was over. Then he saw the moment when COVID picked the wrong human to be or to be uh, infected, and Reigns couldn't make day one. He got Lesnar into the unscheduled Fatal 5-way, and Lesnar pulled off what only Lesnar or Reigns could do. He said Lesnar became the WWE champion. He said everything was going to be fine with Lesnar on Raw and Reigns on SmackDown. He said Lesnar then challenged Reigns to a title-versus-title match at WrestleMania. How freaking stupid is that, Heyman said. It's as stupid as... Has that damn smile on his face and the beard and his freaking ponytail. Brock Lesnar looks like a schmuck and he acts like a schmuck. He said he only wants to challenge Reigns instead of accepting his place over on Raw. He said he knew he screwed up with Reigns and he was stuck with a Saskatchewan farmer. He said Lesnar took Lashley to Suplex City and then Reigns showed that he is the conqueror of the GOATS. Or the conqueror that a goat can always slay a beast. I thought I was going to spend my life introducing Lesnar. He went into the start of his, you know, my name is Paul Heyman spiel. Heyman stopped and said, you will never hear that again. He said he realized he doesn't need to protect Reigns from Lesnar. He needs to protect Lesnar from Reigns. He then said Reigns offered him the hand of love, the hand of family, and the hand of the bloodline. He said, Reigns offered him the hand of acknowledgement. And I handed Roman Reigns the WWE championship and he smashed Brock Lesnar in the face with it. And because of Roman Reigns, Bobby Lashley pinned Brock Lesnar. And Bobby Lashley is your new WWE heavyweight champion. He said, that means there will be no winner-take-all match at WrestleMania. Because Brock Lesnar does not get what Brock Lesnar wants. Brock Lesnar will do what Roman Reigns wants Brock Lesnar to do. And at WrestleMania, Brock Lesnar will acknowledge the champion, Roman Reigns. He then said, everybody acknowledge your tribal chief, Roman Reigns. Heyman said, finally, in conclusion, this is OKC's chance to show a worldwide audience that they, too, can acknowledge their tribal chief. All of a sudden, Goldberg's music plays. Roman doesn't get anything in here verbally, and Goldberg's music plays... Reigns is looking at Goldberg, staring a hole in him. Got this confused look on his face. Goldberg enters the ring. Chance of Goldberg. He said, Reigns is his next victim at the Elimination Chamber. Or I acknowledge you, Roman, he says. I acknowledge you as my next victim inside the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. And Michael Cole said this one was supposed to happen two years ago at WrestleMania, but it never took place. But it looks like it will happen in two weeks. This was fucking ridiculous. Fucking ridiculous. You got all this shit. Nobody knows how fucking stupid this looks. You got all this shit that Paul Heyman is just going on and on and on about. And and Paul Heyman's telling a story. Paul Heyman's telling a story about how everything transpired. Why he did what he did getting Lesnar in the title match at day one, Lesnar winning the title, Lesnar then fighting Bobby Lashley, losing to Bobby Lashley. The conclusion of that match was all dictated by Paul Heyman. And Paul Heyman is describing all of this. And he's telling you all this story, all this backstory, needing to know what exactly happened here. And then all of a sudden, Bill Goldberg comes out to stop Paul Heyman from expressing the story and telling the story. Roman Reigns doesn't get any verbal any Anything verbal in here? No, no, no. Send out Bill Goldberg to stop all the festivities, to stop the storytelling, For something that nobody ever asked for, Bill Goldberg. I get that you wanted this match two years ago. I get it. That doesn't mean people want to see it two years later. Bill Goldberg is just here for a fucking paycheck. I get it. But Bill Goldberg is not really needed on WWE television. Not ever. Again, how fucking stupid does it look? This guy comes back and every single fucking thing he's in, challenging for a WWE title, challenging for a Universal title, challenging for a WWE title, challenging for a Universal title. The guy's lost more matches than he's won since he's been back. How does he get a championship match? How do you look... At the screen, if you're somebody backstage knowing that WWE willingly is bringing back somebody like that to take a fucking opportunity away from you to wrestle the universal champion. Win, lose, or draw, it doesn't fucking matter. That spot should go to somebody else. If WWE showed you the same amount of effort that they take when they got a call bill up And have him fly in from Atlanta and have him show up in Oklahoma and have a a fucking program book for Roman Reigns. If they showed Bill Goldberg the effort that they do, why can't they do that for anybody else on the active roster? It's fucking pathetic. I hope to God that this is the last we see of Bill Goldberg ever in a WWE ring. He does not belong. Nobody wants to see it. Only in Vince McMahon's fucking demented mind is somebody pleased that Bill Goldberg is back and wrestling Roman Reigns in Saudi Arabia. I get that Roman had nothing to do. I get that Roman needed to be on the card, but you should be doing the Roman Reigns thing with somebody else on the roster. This is where WWE creative has failed. On top of the Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar thing, underneath all of that, You should have been building somebody else up that had a fucking problem with Roman Reigns. Why isn't Seth Rollins getting a Universal Championship match at Roman Reigns inside or at at Elimination Chamber? Why, why, Why did we do the ending with Seth Rollins the way that it happened at Royal Rumble, but then we don't take that, which is an obvious setup for a rematch? Why aren't we doing that at the Elimination Chamber? I don't get it. Why is Rollins inside the Elimination Chamber period when he doesn't really stand to win the Elimination Chamber? Now, he very well may. In WWE, we may do those twists and turns. But why is he in the Elimination Chamber when Bobby Lashley's in there, when Brock Lesnar's in there, who's the odds-on favorite? AJ Styles is, I would say, an odds-on favorite more so than Seth Rollins. I would even say Matt Riddle is an odds-on favorite over Seth Rollins. I don't understand it. No, but we want to go and do Bill Goldberg. Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns, where is that going to tie up their loose ends? Is Seth Rollins going to get drafted to SmackDown? Is he going to get traded to SmackDown? Are we looking at Rollins and Reigns sometime this summer? And if so, are we looking at the brand split ending? Because he's on Monday Night Raw. He just can't walk over to SmackDown, right?
1: Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash Sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash Sports. That's Indeed.com slash Sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. None of this makes sense. So we got Reigns and Goldberg when it should be Reigns and
0: Rollins. Goldberg's in the Elimination Chamber trying to win the WWE title back. Vince McMahon wants a title versus title. Don't know why Lesnar lost the championship at the Royal Rumble, but he lost the championship at the Royal Rumble, and he won the Royal Rumble match itself only to win the WWE Championship inside the Elimination Chamber, something that should be done by somebody else at WrestleMania. I'm fucking lost. I'm lost in a sea of stupidity is what I'm lost in. This company is the drizzling fucking shits. You're looking at a dumpster fire in creative. You thought that WrestleMania logo at the Royal Rumble was set ablaze for accidental reasons. No, that was God telling you that this WrestleMania season is going to be a complete dumpster fire. That WrestleMania sign was on fire for one very specific reason. Because this WrestleMania season is a complete bust. It's a complete fail. Everybody knows that Brock Lesnar is going to win this match. You do not. And this is the Vince thing. This is the Vince thing. Vince is not going to actively promote something or put the thought in your head if he's not thinking it. Vince is not going to promote a match that he knows is not going to happen. He's putting that out there. He's saying title versus title. He's having Reigns and Lesnar and Heyman mention title versus title. Why do you think he's done that? Why do you think that's in the script? Or why do you think Paul Heyman is being ordered to say that and include that in his promo? It's because Vince is thinking it. Vince wants to do it. And more than likely, the creative team, they know better than anybody, right? They're working in this fucking dumpster fire. If they think it, they feel it, they see it. And more than likely it's going to happen. Vince doesn't need them to write anything. Vince is going to go and do what he needs to do or or what he wants to do. So if they see it firsthand, more than likely it's going to be a thing. And if it's said on TV, there's even more of a reason that it's actually going to happen. Now, if you're Vince McMahon, what are you doing? What are you doing? Bobby Lashley versus who at WrestleMania, right? Bobby Lashley versus who if he retains the title? Nobody. That's not a WrestleMania match. He wants WrestleMania to be the most stupendous WrestleMania of all time. Whatever the fuck that means. Bobby Lashley doesn't really mean to me stupendous. I have AJ Styles win the fucking Elimination Chamber. I have AJ Styles challenge Edge for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. That's what I'm doing. You want stupendous? You do AJ Styles versus Edge. Randy Orton versus Matt Riddle. And Lesnar versus Roman Reigns is not title versus title. But if you're Vince McMahon and you're looking at the biggest headline for WrestleMania that you could do this year, what are you doing? You already got Ronda versus Charlotte. And you got Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. What looks better? Roman Reigns defending the Universal Championship against Brock Lesnar, who has no title? Or Roman Reigns defending the Universal title versus Brock Lesnar defending the WWE title? We could still get all that other shit that I talked about. We could still get Matt Rill versus Randy Orton. We could still get Edge versus AJ Styles. It doesn't necessarily need to be for a title. But if they do title versus title, I'm telling you right now, we need to end the brand split. Otherwise, I don't know why we're doing it. Why are we doing it and we didn't put the pieces in play at the very beginning? I don't understand why Lesnar had to lose the championship only for him to get it back three weeks later and then lose it to Roman Reigns. Hot potatoing the title doesn't really look good for the WWE title. I don't give a fuck what season it is. End the fucking brand split. SmackDown is in dire need of the brand split to be over. I don't know how many fucking matches I have to watch that I've seen the last five weeks in a row. Nobody gives a shit about Drew McIntyre and Matt Cap Moss. Nobody gives a shit about Aaliyah and Natalya for the fourth fucking time. Nobody wants to see another tag team match with Ricochet and Sheamus and Ridge Holland and Cesaro. Nobody. Nobody wants to see Jinder Mahal and Shanky versus Rick Boogs and Shinsuke Nakamura. Nobody wants to see Sami Zayn fucking acting like a jackass. Dead. The brand is in fucking Shambles. I don't know how you look at this and defend anything on this show. Absolutely nightmare levels of bad is SmackDown. Rich Holland versus Ricochet. This match went two minutes. You know, we've been getting this match or somewhat a mixture of these four guys. Ricochet, Sheamus, Rich Holland, and Cesaro, right? We've been getting some sort of Match with these four guys since day one. Since day one. Rich Holland broke his nose at day one by an accidental by an accidental boot to the face by Ricochet. Then we've gotten Ricochet versus Sheamus. Then we've gotten Cesaro versus Sheamus. Now Rich Holland is back. Now we got Ricochet versus Rich Holland. He lost in two minutes, did Rich Holland. Two minutes. This one... He won with a knee to the face. He beats Rich Holland with a knee to the face. No fancy moves. No Ricochet-style offense here. Just a knee to the face. He he beats Rich Holland one two three, two three. Two minutes. Then we go to commercial break, and all of a sudden, we get a tag team match with Ricochet and Cesaro teaming up against Sheamus and Rich Holland. But I, I thought we'd just seen Ricochet beat Rich Holland in two minutes. It's a fucking crime in itself that Ricochet's in the fucking ring in a wrestling match that only goes two minutes. But didn't we see this match at day one? Didn't we see a match between Sheamus and Ricochet for the last two weeks? Didn't we see a match with Sheamus and Cesaro? Why are we getting this match again? Again! After we just watched Ricochet beat Rich Holland. What is the reason this match couldn't go to somebody else? You couldn't give Shotzi Blackheart a match on SmackDown. You couldn't do anything and give the women another match. Maybe, maybe push Shotzi. No, you don't have any other women on the show, right? Maybe do Shotzi versus Naomi. Something. Put somebody on TV that hasn't been there. What about Zaya Lee? Where's Zaya Lee at? You don't want to put her on TV. I guess all the fucking lightning bolts maybe went to Kevin Dunn's brain or Bruce Pritchard's brain. Maybe he got blinded by the fucking lightning bolts and maybe he didn't realize that he's done this same fucking match five weeks in a row. This show is garbage. Garbage. There's no reason why this match needs to happen again. And wh- what do you think happened? What do you think happened? Ricochet got a win in two minutes. What do you, wh- what do you think? What do you think Bruce Prichard booked for this show? What do you think Vince McMahon booked for this show? The good old 50-50 split. The good old 50-50 booking that WWE is notorious for. Sheamus and Rich Holland win in four minutes. Four minutes. Absolutely nothing happened here. We got a hot blind tag. Not even a hot tag. It was a blind tag by Rich Holland. And he power slams Cesaro for the win. So Rich Holland gets his win back after losing in two minutes to Ricochet. And Ricochet is on the losing tag team in the second match after he won the opening match. I I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I could book a better fucking show in my goddamn fucking sleep. I can. With the fucking roster that they have, I could book a better show in my goddamn sleep. What a fucking joke. What a joke. Speaking of jokes. Eric of the Viking Raiders. Versus Jimmy Uso. This is WWE's idea of a tag team division. You know, they only got four teams. They only got four teams on SmackDown. They got Los Lotharios, Angel Garza, and Humberto Carrillo. They got the New Day, Big E and Kofi Kingston, which, by the way, Big E is now a tag team specialist once again. No longer a singles guy on SmackDown is Big E. Actively removed from the main event scene. Everybody on social media crying today about Big E being removed. Well, what exactly is there to cry about? WWE botched his fucking run. WWE botched from day one Big E's title run. They gave it to him when he did not need it. They gave it to him when he did not deserve it. They gave it to him at the wrong time. It was not the moment for Big E to be WWE champion. You see, they made Big E the WWE champion because they felt like hot-potatoing the title or hot-shotting the title would have brought in bigger ratings. It drew nothing. WWE gave the title to Big E to pander to the social media mob. They gave the WWE title to Big E to do some fucking narrative agenda-pushing bullshit. That's why they gave Big E the WWE championship, only to take it off of him and book his entire reign as if he was the biggest fucking loser, not only in the New Day, but in the annals of WWE championship history. I don't think he's won a match. When it counted, on a big-level show, I don't think he's won a fucking match as WWE champion. All you need to see is Roman Reigns versus Biggie at the Survivor Series, man. Go back and watch that match. I watched that match with fucking owl eyes. That match was all you needed to know. The way that they booked Biggie in that match was not to be on the same level, not even fucking close, not even, same, not even the same building as Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns dominated that match. That was all I needed to see. And then they book. This bullshit on Monday Night Raw where Seth Rollins and Big E gets turned into a triple threat and then a fatal four-way. Roman gets COVID. Lesnar's, make it. Lesnar's in the match making it a fatal five-way. And Brock Lesnar, of all the fucking people in that match, he could have pinned anybody in that match. Could have been Rollins. Could have been Kevin Owens. He pins Big E to be the WWE champion when he could have pinned anybody in that match and gotten the same fucking result. And Big E unceremoniously dumped out in the Royal Rumble, wasn't he? Weren't you guys pissed that he got dumped in the Royal Rumble the way that he did in the time that he did? What he, like? he didn't even last five minutes. Big E is a failure in the eyes of WWE. Ratings, lows, no interest. Everybody wanted him to be WWE champion. Where were you people coming out watching the show? Oh, that's right. You want to fucking stir up shit on social media and then get your way and then not support the way that WWE gave you. That's great. You're all fake And you're all bullshit artists. That's what I saw. Because if Big E was such a great fucking champion, everybody would have come out to watch. Here's the fucking clue, folks. He wasn't. He wasn't anywhere close. And now we are stuck with Kofi Kingston in a dead tag team division that may be the worst in all of wrestling. Enjoy that. Enjoy that. Kofi never got his rematch. Big E chimed in and said, Kofi was never getting his rematch. It was a crime that he never got. Now, Biggie's in the same boat as Kofi. They can fucking float up the river crying that they never got their fucking rematch. And here's a fucking spoiler, folks. It ain't coming. It ain't coming. Ever. Sorry. You want to talk about a big ending? There's your fucking big ending. Apropos that, that is his finishing move. The big ending. Don't at me. You don't like it? Go listen to somebody else. Shill your bullshit on why Big E won the WWE title. If WWE wanted to give you Big E winning the WWE title, they should have absolutely kept Bobby Lashley as the WWE champion. Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar should have been booked for WrestleMania with Bobby Lashley and the New Day feuding and Big E getting revenge, cashing in that Money in the Bank briefcase at WrestleMania and winning the title, and being the only second person in history to cash in that briefcase at WrestleMania, that would have been a memorable moment in front of 100,000 fucking people. No, but now nah. We'll give it to him on a Monday Night Raw in Boston, Massachusetts, where the show drew a one fucking five. Yeah, that's a great fucking first impression, right? It's a great first impression, right? Give me a fucking break. Viking Raider Eric. This is WWE's idea of a tag team division. You got the New Day feuding with fucking Los Lotharios. And then you got the Viking Raiders feuding with the Usos. So clearly they can't do anything against any other teams, right? See, you see, if WWE had actual tag teams in the division, you could have done the Viking Raiders against some other team, right? You could have had them get a win going into the pay-per-view. Then the Usos can show up next week and they could get a win on paper on uh on SmackDown before the pay-per-view. And I don't know, maybe these teams get victories on TV. Maybe these teams, maybe these teams develop some sort of consistency going into the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. Oh, no, no, no. No, the WWE is perfectly content with operating a tag team division with four fucking teams, right? And this is their idea of tag team feuds. They got two other tag teams tied up. The only other two tag teams tied up in something. And then they got to do singles matches with the other two tag teams because they obviously can't give you the tag team match what point would that be or what point would that make if they're doing it at the pay-per-view right so we got Jimmy Uso winning in two minutes and Eric was distracted by Ivar and Jay getting into it at ringside Uso splash off the top rope Jimmy Uso splashes Eric one two three and the Usos get a victory over the Viking Raiders I I got a question I got a question for Bruce Pritchard here, bro. Listen, uh, who exactly does this benefit here? You know, you want to you make this match with the Viking Raiders and the Usos, but then you want to have Eric of the Viking Raiders lose to the Usos here, Jimmy Uso in particular. Who exactly got over here? How did this benefit anybody? So next week, WWE is probably going to give you Ivar versus J Uso, and they'll have Ivar probably go over. So the champions lose on national television in a non-title capacity. And then that is enough for Bruce Pritchard to build up a feud and develop some sort of dilemma between the Usos and the Viking Raiders. Am I on Am I on the script for next week, Bruce? Am I right? How close am I? How close am I? Guarantee we see Ivar versus Jey Uso next week. And Ivar gets his win. Because it doesn't make sense for the Viking Raiders to lose another match, right? If they lose another match, then they're probably going to have to win the tag team titles. They can't lose two singles matches and then lose the tag team title match, right? Somebody's got to look good. Fucking garbage. So we got, we got Ricochet winning in two minutes. We got, that's over Ridge Holland, by the way. Holland and Sheamus then beat Ricochet and Cesaro in a tag team match. That went about four minutes. So we got about six minutes roughly of, TV in ring action. And then Jimmy Uso beats Eric in two minutes. So we got eight minutes, eight minutes of in ring TV action on SmackDown in the first 45 minutes. The opening promo segment went about 20 20 plus minutes with Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns with Bill Goldberg. It's unbelievable. Two minutes. It's like they two minute you to death on SmackDown. Uh, how long is this match gonna go? Two minutes. How long is this match gonna go? Three minutes. How long is this match gonna go, Bruce? Ninety seconds. I mean, what what type of what type of outcomes are these? It's like they two you to death. Natalia versus Aaliyah again, three weeks in a row. They're really milking this. Uh, Aaliyah, three seconds and seven, uh, three, three seven, what is it? Uh, three point one seven seconds. So fucking stupid. They made a fucking t-shirt out of it. They can't even be original with their goddamn t-shirt designs. Three point one seven seconds for Aaliyah. So Aaliyah wins in four minutes. They both went back and forth early. Natalia was yelling at the referee for whatever reason. Aaliyah threw Natalia around ringside. She threw her into the barricade. She gets back in the ring. Natalia doesn't make the referees 10 count. And Aaliyah beats Natalia again, this time by count out. Four minutes. So now we're up to 12 minutes in ring action in the first 50, 55 minutes or so of the show. Aliyah is as boring as everybody else. There's nothing special about her. WWE's trying to get this 3.17 second thing over. It's not getting over. Nobody gives a fuck. Nobody gives a shit. How long does it take somebody to fucking change the channel from SmackDown because it's fucking terrible garbage? 3.17 seconds. I'm going to make my own fucking 3.17 second t-shirt with a fucking remote control on the goddamn thing. Awful. Natalia is as boring as fucking bathwater. Drew McIntyre, he made his way back. He was in the middle of the ring and he said, the headline said he would be lucky to be ready by WrestleMania and he might need surgery. It's going to be out a very long time. <laughs> Meltzer. I didn't say nothing. I didn't report this. Go blame those guys. Meltzer, Sap, Alvarez, all those guys. Blame them. Don't blame me. He said his doctor told him there was no way he'd be ready for the Royal Rumble. He said he told the doctor he could kiss his ass. He said he went straight into rehab three times a day, six days a week, worked himself to the bone, and now he's back. He said the Royal Rumble came down to himself and Lesnar. He said he and Lesnar will cross paths again someday. But now his attention is fully on these idiots, Corbin and Mad Cat Moss, who tried to end his career. Happy Corbin then comes out and the sounds of remote controls being picked up from tabletops in the living room worldwide are being heard. He walked out with a microphone, unfortunately, and he asked Drew McIntyre if it was worth it coming back and being thrown out of the ring like a sack of garbage by Lesnar. He said he failed. Madcap entered the ring from behind, drew with his sword, felt him coming and pointed the tip of the sword at Madcap. He told Moss, "Listen, listen. You're here now. I want to hear all these funny jokes that you were uh, blasting off on TV while I was watching at home and watching in rehab. I, I want to hear a funny dro- a joke, a funny joke from Mad Cat Moss." So Moss looks scared. Obviously, anybody pointing a, a sharp object at him obviously is going to be terrified. Make me laugh, funny man," he tells Mad Cat Moss. He says, What does a criminal found not guilty to have in common with the main event of WrestleMania? They're going to get off scot free. Get it? Scot free? Because McIntyre's from Scotland. Yes. Did I laugh? I smirked. More of a ridiculous laugh. More of a ha ha ha. That's a ridiculous joke than an actual comedic joke. You know what's funny? This creative team. You know what's a joke? Bruce Bridge. I I don't know, man. I I don't know who finds this to be entertaining. Corbin was laughing like a fucking geek in the aisleway. Drew then laughed. Moss felt Drew was really approved by this, but Drew then gave him a Claymore. He says he's going to make their lives hell every single week. He said, this is just the beginning. Drew's music played as Corbin then was yelling at McIntyre from the ramp. And WWE, they booked Drew McIntyre versus Matt Cat Moss at the Elimination Chamber, Matt. Or not? it's not an Elimination Chamber match, but they they did it. Uh, McIntyre versus Matt Cat Moss at Elimination Chamber. Imagine being Drew McIntyre and you got to fly all the way to Saudi Arabia to wrestle Matt Cat Moss. Didn't these guys wrestle a day one? Like, why are we doing this again at the Elimination Chamber? It's unbelievable to me, man. Unbelievable to me. This is what they got Drew McIntyre. And, and what's next? They're going to do McIntyre vs. Corbin at WrestleMania? My God. And Ali is the one who doesn't have any creative direction. Can you imagine that? But we got to see Corbin and Matt Cat Moss every fucking week. Sami Zayn. Love me some Sami Zayn. He was at the Jackass Forever Press event. Johnny Knoxville then interrupted Sami on the red carpet. He told Sami that he's not welcome here. Security dragged Sami away. Knoxville then was zapping him with a taser from behind. Sami turned and yelled at him. as security was holding him back. Somebody told me that Sami Zayn is actually in the movie. I'm not really sure if that is the case or not, but that remains to be seen. Sammy was complaining to Adam Pearce and Sony Deville that they actually had the audacity to show this clip from the red carpet premiere. He asked when he gets his intercontinental title match that he's earned. Sony Deville said, next week. Sammy says he needs more time after being zapped. Pearce then offered February 15th, two weeks from now. Sammy agreed. Pearce asked if they can invite Knoxville. Sammy said, that wasn't funny, and he stormed off. Natalia then barged in and said, Aaliyah has never legitimately beat her. So next week, she wants a rematch again, four weeks in a row. In a match that can only end via pinfall or submission. Dungeon style, meaning the Hart family dungeon. That's what she implied there, dungeon style. DeVille said, yes, Natalia was very pleased. Jinder Mahal versus Shinsuke Nakamura. This one went three minutes. Rick Boogs had an unfortunate circumstance happen to him this evening. There were no sounds coming out of his guitar amp tonight. He was shredding on the microphone with the guitar and he did not have any guitar licks coming out of the PA system. So he had to basically air guitar his way Down the aisle with Shinsuke Nakamura. I legitimately felt bad for him, man. That's a musician's worst nightmare. A musician's worst nightmare. I would not wish that on anybody in front of a live audience. Jinder Mahal! Against Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke Nakamura has not defended the Intercontinental title since September. Since September. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? And then there are geeks that tell me that a brand split will not help the WWE product. Really? Really? I don't know how you see it that way. Because if I got to watch Ginger Mahal on national television every fucking week, I think we got a fucking problem. Three minutes. Two minutes, four minutes, three minutes. I don't think one match went over fucking 10 minutes, but the tag team match on this show. Shinder Mahal didn't even get a fucking entrance. Shinsuke Nakamura got an entrance. Sami Zayn was on commentary. Sami said nobody's better than him in the ring, and he's going to show Nakamura that when he gives him the fight of his life. Shinsuke Nakamura is at his best when I'm in the ring, which Shinsuke Nakamura said Sami Zayn. I actually have to call factual information on that. Their take over match in Texas? Oh. Oh, my goodness, man. You don't. You don't know a Sami Zayn-Nakamura match unless you go back and watch that match, man. Take over Texas? Oh, my goodness. Holy shit. What a fucking classic. Nakamura's debut in WWE? No, but Triple H was doing it wrong in NXT. He, he, he did it all wrong, right? Sure. Go and create that fucking crowd next week on SmackDown. I dare you. Or, or the week after. I dare you. Um, Nakamura wins with a Kinshasa here. It's pretty much an ugly-looking Kinshasa. Jinder Mahal, uh, listen, I would not be surprised if Jinder Mahal is on the list of Nick Khan's budget cut list coming after WrestleMania. The guy is utterly worthless. He serves no purpose in the WWE. None. Nakamura wins in three minutes. Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville were talking backstage. Naomi barged in and said that she had to know She was coming for her after what happened at the Royal Rumble, meaning Naomi. She challenged her to meet her in the ring in five minutes. That would be more than any match that happened on SmackDown tonight. Five minutes. Five minutes. Sonya said she had a meeting and a ton of emails to answer. Naomi asked about, what about next week? Sonya said, that won't work because um, I'm giving you a match against Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. So Naomi didn't believe her, obviously. Pierce then said, well, listen, you may not believe her, but you can believe me. That match is happening next week on SmackDown. Naomi smiled and then uh, kind of gave Adam Pierce a fist bump. Naomi and Charlotte have worked well together in the past, but Naomi is not winning the SmackDown Women's Championship. It's not happening. There's no reason for that to, unless, I mean, unless... I mean, if they want to do Naomi beating Charlotte Flair next week, and Naomi is the SmackDown Women's Champion, maybe we get Naomi going into WrestleMania as the SmackDown Women's Champion, and maybe we have Naomi versus Sasha Banks at WrestleMania, and we get Charlotte versus Ronda in the main event without a championship. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, that's the best of both worlds here, right? I don't know. I don't know. We got Kayla Braxton interviewing Natalia. I uh, fell asleep for the 30 seconds that, that this was on my TV screen. She asked, what a dungeon style matches. Natalia said she's going to tell her in person, meaning she's going to tell Aaliyah. Aaliyah. In person. She knocked on the door. To the women's locker room and out comes Zaya Lee. Lee comes out and she looks at Natalia and she walks away. No lightning. No lightning. I was disappointed. We got no lightning. We got no uh, ninja turtle moves. Alright, we got nothing. Um, we got Los Lotharios, Humberto. Carrillo, and Angel Garza, who, by the way, just welcomed a new child into this world with his wife. So congratulations to my bro, Angel Garza. You know, I like Los Lotharios. I think the makeup of the team is excellent. You see, the thing is, they don't have any direction. They can't do what they need to do to get the the gimmick over or the act over. They can't do anything to cut a promo on social media to get the act over. WWE does not give them anything to work with. All they do is come out and they now finally, they finally look like they're a tag team because they're in similar attire, right? I guess that makes them a tag team because they're wearing similar attire. The only reason why WWE's paired these two guys together, and I don't want this to sound negative, But the only reason why WWE's paired these two guys together is, no, not because, you know, Humberto wasn't a good single or Angel Garza wasn't a good single. The only reason why they paired these two guys together is because they are both Mexican. They are both Mexican men. That's why they're paired up together. This is a prototypical, stereotypical, bullshit WWE Bruce Prichard thing. Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo are teamed up because they're both Mexican. Are they related? I believe they're related, right? Were they half brothers or something like that? Same reason why they tagged up Asuka and Kyrie Sane. No different. No different. It's why they paired Indy Hartwell and Persia Perota in NXT, right? WWE always does the same bullshit. So I like the makeup of the team. Oh, they're, they're cousins, right? What are they, cousins, half-brothers? What are they? Cousins? It's ethnic booking. Yes, that's exactly what it is. But the thing is, I like this team. I like this team. But WWE doesn't give them anything to work with. Where are the vignettes? You know, with a lost Lotharios gimmick, I, I want to see that oozing charisma from Angel Garza. I want to see him kind of rub off on Humberto Carrillo. I could see a prick within the making there in Humberto Carrillo if they let him do what he's got to do. No vignettes, no video package, nothing to hype them up, nothing to build them as a tag team, nothing. Nothing. They just go out there and they're cousins and they're Mexican. Los Lotharios. There you go. Off to the world you go. They're wrestling Big E And Kofi Kingston, this went eight minutes. Wow. This went just as long as the first three matches on this show combined. It's crazy. It's crazy. And this was actually pretty fun for the eight minutes while it lasted. Easily the best thing on this entire show. And that is not really saying much. Humberto had control here. Uh, Kofi leapt toward Humberto at ringside. Garza kicked him out of midair with a super kick. Nicely done there. Humberto was in control. Kofi lifted his knee on a moonsault attempt. Humberto looked like he got air on that one. Maybe Charlotte can learn a thing or three on how to do a fucking moonsault. Kofi then tagged in Big E. Then he tossed Garza around with some overhead suplexes. He landed his big running splash. Garza came back with a backstabber. Biggie came in with a urinagi. He tagged Kofi back in. He landed an assisted top rope bulldog for a near fall. Humber- Humberto broke up the cover. Biggie then charged at Humberto on the ring apron, but Humberto moved. Biggie flew through the ropes and crashed. Humberto then landed a missile dropkick off of Kofi, and or off of Garza's shoulders on Kofi, which I thought was their finishing move, and Kofi kicked out of that. So. missile drop kick off of the shoulders of Garza by Humberto. Nicely done. Garza went for the wing clipper. His finishing move on Kofi, but Kofi escaped. Tagged in Big E. Big E landed a assisted big ending off the top rope by Kofi. And that was it. The New Day win here on SmackDown as Big E and his single run is over. The main event. We're not really the main event, the closing segment of the show. Sonya Deville was in the ring. Charlotte Flair came out because, uh, you know, it's all about Charlotte. It's all about Charlotte. She's got to be out there when Ronda makes her announcement, right? So she said, Sonya, to Charlotte, she talked with Becky Lynch, who informed her that Ronda Rousey has chosen Becky Lynch to be her opponent at WrestleMania. She said she expects a contract in her hand on Monday night. She said after Charlotte beats Naomi she will be in need of a WrestleMania opponent. She said she can choose her WrestleMania opponent. Charlotte said she has become the most dominant champion in WWE in recent years while Rousey has been playing video games, farming, and having a baby. She then congratulated her in the most snarkiest of ways. She said she'd be worried for Ronda if she chose her at WrestleMania. She said she's never been faster, stronger, or more confident in herself. She's never been more overhyped and overrated in her entire career, either. Charlotte Flair is a disaster for the women's division. She pointed at the WrestleMania sign because that's the thing to do in WWE. Too bad it wasn't on fire like it was at the Royal Rumble. So if Ronda wants to choose the other champion, the undercard, be my guest because number one doesn't talk about number two. That's a shoot right there in front of everybody's eyes, folks. I don't give a shit what anybody says, man. That's the reason why Charlotte had lobbied for Ronda Rousey. Number one doesn't talk about number two. So if Ronda wants to choose the other champion and be on the undercard, be my guest. That is a shoot. That is Charlotte Flair shooting on Becky Lynch. So she asked the crowd who she should pick for WrestleMania. I I never knew it was up to Charlotte to pick somebody for WrestleMania. I thought this was up to management. I didn't know Charlotte was a part of the creative process. In WWE. She said she'll pick someone who isn't even here tonight. Sasha Banks. I'll take it. Don't give a shit about it, but I'll take it. So, she told her if she's listening, WrestleMania will be the best and worst day of her life, and she'll have a contract waiting for her. Ronda Rousey's cringe music played, and out to the ring she comes. She smiles. She's shaking hands and high-fiving people in the front row. She's... Happy to see the fans, which I'm assuming was a fake happy, pretend happy, right? Somebody must have listened to Off The Script where I absolutely blasted her for looking like the grim fucking Reaper out there on Monday Night Raw. Looked like she was fucking dead to the world. Didn't even want to be there. Somebody clearly watched the show and told her, "Uh, you know, Rhonda, listen, uh, the number one podcast in the IWC on YouTube, Off The Script, JD. He said you look like that. We can't have that going around. JD's too influential. We can't have him saying that about you. You got to go out there and smile. You got to go out there and pretend to smile, pretend to shake hands, pretend to like the people. You got to do what you got to do, all right? You got to make that money. You don't want to be here, fine. You make that money, you, you got you to at least look the part. Ronda came out. Rousey said, everybody loves to talk about her. I don't really want to talk about Ronda. I have to talk about Ronda. It's in my fucking job description. I would rather not talk about Ronda Rousey. She said the last time she checked, she won the Royal Rumble and she gets to pick who she headlines WrestleMania against. She said being a mom changed her so much and she didn't fly halfway across the country in an ice storm to have a chat. She came to teach her the family business of kicking ass. She told Charlotte she's one of the many or she is one of the many that she owes an ass beating to. You're special and you are just first. I'll see you at WrestleMania, bitch. Gotta throw that in there. It can't be a legit promo unless the word bitch is thrown around. Charlotte smiled. She held up the SmackDown Women's Championship. This title is my baby, and she's prettier than yours. So Charlotte pretty much is insinuating that her title is better looking than her baby. Pretty much calling her baby ugly. It's great. Is that how we're going to kick off this feud? If not... Uh, If it is, then you're not getting me on board. I I don't care what Charlotte thinks of of Ronda's baby. I don't care. Give me a break. Rousey then said uh, nothing. And Sony Deville said that Rousey has a terrible temper. I run the show, not you. She took off her jacket. She was ready to fight. Rousey shoved her aside, went after Charlotte. Deville leapt on Rousey's back, putting her in a sleeper hold. Charlotte bailed out. Rousey slammed DeVille to the mat with a fireman's carry takeover. And Rousey then put an armbar on DeVille. And that's the way the show went off the air. So, Rousey and Charlotte, I I don't really want to waste too much time talking about this again. um, We all know why Charlotte is in the main event of WrestleMania. I think it's going to utterly and completely fucking fail. I do. I don't think they're going to be able to, what, what is it? It's February 5th. I don't think they're going to be able to take the interest all the way through February, all the way through March, and into WrestleMania. They have two months to build this storyline. You're going to give WWE nine weeks? How many weeks are there till WrestleMania? Eight weeks or so? Eight weeks or so to build these two women going on into WrestleMania. Uh, you know, the last thing that Charlotte Flair did in a feud with somebody was Tony Storm, and they built that fucking women's feud over the fucking title Based off cream pies, Tony Storm became the cream pie queen. She became a fucking X-Videos thumbnail. Nobody wants to see that. These are the same people that you are going to entrust with Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair and building a fucking feud going into WrestleMania. This will bomb. Absolutely, unequivocally fucking bomb and fail. You know, Charlotte Flair mentioned Sasha Banks. I'll have a contract waiting in the mail. I wonder if that was a red herring. I wonder if that was a line thrown in there. Because WWE could potentially have Sasha Banks on the back burner. WWE could have Sasha Banks in the pipeline to maybe be thrown into this thing and make it a triple threat match. Maybe she could use that to weave herself into the storyline. Maybe she does get a contract. Maybe she does get a contract and has it signed. And now Sasha Banks is a part of this thing. If they do Sasha Banks and get her involved, it would be a lot more interesting of a story. I just don't give a shit about Charlotte. I don't give a shit about Ronda. I don't give a shit about them wrestling. I don't. This is nothing more than a fucking headline match that will do nothing but headline Charlotte Flair, and that's it. That's all she cares about. She couldn't give a single shit about the women's division. Neither does Ronda. Ronda's only there for a fucking payday. She don't give a fuck about the women's division. You not and WWE's been through this circus once before Ronda Rousey. They did what they needed to do with Ronda. They got the women's division over. And then when Ronda left, WWE went right back to doing what they do best. Fail. Nobody was put over. Nobody was put over. Unbelievable how people just fucking sit there and willingly bend over and take whatever WWE is giving them right up the fucking asshole. It doesn't interest me. And it doesn't interest a lot of people. I'm not alone in this. And you know our reasons. And our reasons are valid as to why we don't care about this. It's it's not going to help the division. Ronda Rousey is not going to help the division. And what happens here? Does Ronda beat Charlotte? Does Ronda become the SmackDown Women's Champion? You know she's staying on SmackDown. You know Fox is going to be influential in that decision. If Ronda's on SmackDown, you know Fox executives want Ronda with the SmackDown Women's Championship. You got to be out of your fucking mind to not think that they're going to give Ronda the SmackDown Women's Championship. They want Ronda versus Sasha. I don't know who else is there on that show that Ronda's going to be going up against. I don't. They better do something fast because Ronda versus Aaliyah ain't going to cut it. That ain't going to buy pay-per-view, man. I'm sorry. What do we do here? Does Charlotte beat Ronda? And what happens then? What do we get then? What what good is Ronda at that point? She's here for a year. Clearly she's going to win the Women's Championship. I don't know. I don't know. Ronda's coming in to lose all her matches, right? Is that what I'm supposed to believe? SmackDown was absolutely egregious. Absolutely terrible. We're going to get into Rampage. we got 2,300 people tonight on the live stream, man. I appreciate you guys very much for joining me tonight on Off The Script. If you guys are in the chat, hit that thumbs up. Hit that thumbs up. we got 912. If you guys have not hit the thumbs up yet, please go and do so. We are only less than 80 away from 1,000. That is the goal tonight. Follow me on social media, at JD from NY206. That is Twitter and Instagram. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Go and check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel. Tons of shit. Episode 408 and 409 of the podcast are up. As well as Monday Night Raw and AEW Dynamite from this past week as well. And make sure you guys go check out my sponsor for today's show, man. Today's show is sponsored by my good friends over at Honey. I know you guys love saving money, man. I know you guys love shopping online like I do. I know you guys love saving money. You see that promo code looking at you at the end of your checkout, and you're scouring the internet for codes, looking on various websites, and nothing seems to work. Nothing seems to work. Thanks to Honey, all that goes out the window, man. Manually searching for coupon codes is now a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online, and they range from sites that have tech, gaming products, popular fashion brands, and even food delivery. Imagine you're shopping online at one of your favorite sites. You go to check out, and the Honey button drops down, and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons. Wait a few seconds, and Honey does the search for you for that site. And if Honey finds a working coupon, you guys are going to save that money and watch those prices drop. There are a couple of things that I do, man. You know, I'm always looking to upgrade my office. I'm always buying stuff for the office. I'm going to move into a bigger office sooner or later. I'm always looking for stuff to upgrade my dream office. I use honey to get all that stuff done. My fur babies, my cats, their favorite toys and food, honey. This chair that I'm sitting in, this razor chair, honey. Everything I saved money on using honey. If you don't have honey, man, I don't know why you don't. 17 million members have saved over $2 billion in savings. It's literally free. It downloads in seconds. And by getting it, you guys are supporting me and the podcast. I would never recommend, and you guys know this. I've been saying this for years. I'd never recommend anything I don't use. So make sure you guys go and do that, man. Joinhoney.com slash off the script. There's joinhoney.com slash off the script. And I want to thank them for once again supporting the podcast right here on Off the Script. We are going to get into the AEW Rampage portion of this show, man. Once again, once again, I want to be, uh, I want to to make sure you guys are aware that we got the meet and greet, okay? AEW Dynamite's taking place in Atlantic City, New Jersey next Wednesday. I will be in Atlantic City as I do live a block from the beach in Atlantic City, okay? I will be there. I will be at the Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall on Tennessee Avenue. It is very easy to find. You can't miss it. There's free parking. It's going to be great. I can't wait to see you guys. Come on out. If you're going to Dynamite in New Jersey, man, I'll be tweeting it and Instagramming it. I'll be there from 2 to 6, OTS VIP meet and greet, Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall in Atlantic City, New Jersey, right before AEW Dynamite. I will not be going to Dynamite next week. I will be going home to do the live stream with Jesse, and I will be live on YouTube, but uh, make sure you guys come on out. It's going to be a great time. Beer, food, really good conversation pictures it's going to be a really really good time so make sure you guys mark that down on your calendar and uh, I will see you guys next Wednesday in Atlantic City at 2 p.m. AEW Rampage was excellent tonight get Wendell out of the chat get him out actually you know what I'll do it Wendell go fuck yourself bro Rampage sucked get out of here bro Rampage was one of the better shows that I've seen in months. I thought this show was great tonight. We got four matches. Adam Cole opened up the show, baby. He defeated Evil Uno in, there's that two minutes again. Two minutes. Adam Cole beats Evil Uno. Evil Uno didn't even get an entrance. Adam Cole got an entrance, and he beat up Evil Uno easily, man. Started off with a pump kick. Uh, He didn't really let up. Uno came back with a hanging neck breaker and a clothesline. Uno went for a senton. Cole got his knees up. Cole followed up with a high knee super kick, and then Cole lowered the boom. One, two, three. Adam Cole gets the pinfall victory. Adam Cole then cut a promo on everybody legitimately. He cut a promo, and... He was really, really angry about what had happened in previous weeks with Orange Cassidy. He seemingly is upset with all the negative things that is being said about him on the Internet. I felt Adam Cole's anger in this promo, and I loved it. This is Adam Cole that we need. This is the Adam Cole that we deserve, And this is the Adam Cole that will be on your television screens for the majority of his AEW run. This was great. After the match, he talks about Orange Cassidy, and he talks about everything that had happened on the Internet. He takes the mic. He mentions everyone he's beaten since he's arrived in AEW. He mentioned legitimately everybody. What do all these men have in common? They are all a part of Adam Cole's undefeated run. In AEW. Cole says he is still undefeated because his loss to Orange Cassidy last week was unsanctioned. Everybody on social media, well, Adam Cole lost. Adam Cole lost. I saw him lose to Orange Cassidy. I don't see you projecting this same energy to the other two unsanctioned matches that we've gotten in AEW. You do know that there were two other unsanctioned matches in AEW, right? Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker. I didn't see him. I didn't see many people. Shiming in about that match and fucking being destructive on social media about that match. Where where were you guys, where was that energy when that match concluded? What about John Moxley and Kenny Omega? They had an unsanctioned match as well. Kenny Omega lost that match. He went on to be world champion. Britt Baker, she beats Thunder Rosa, right? She won that match, made her career. Thunder Rosa lost. Did it hurt Thunder Rosa? Thunder Rosa's gonna be on her way to being the world champion in the women's division, right? So I don't understand why everybody's so upset about Adam Cole losing an unsanctioned match. If you just go back and do some history, you will realize that there were other unsanctioned matches in AEW. And every one was great. And the losers of those matches went on to become the AEW world champion in their rightful division. So what's what's the big deal about Adam Cole? Oh, Rosa won. Yeah, Rosa won the match. I'm sorry. I I had it back. Rosa won the match. Rosa won the match and Britt Baker went on to become the AEW Women's Champion, right? It's it's going to work the same way for Adam Cole. Adam Cole lost to Orange Cassidy, right? He's going to become an AEW World Champion. It's not going to be the end of the world. This is the same Adam Cole we got in NXT, Yes, Rosa won. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I made a fucking mistake. Rosa won the match. Jesus fucking Christ. Can't make a goddamn mistake in this fucking chat. So I barely look at the fucking thing. Adam Cole says, what do they have in common? They all lost. He's undefeated. Adam Cole says he wants some respect. He says he's one of the best pro wrestlers on the planet. Adam Cole says he always ends up becoming the guy, no matter what promotion, the company or the brand. I will become the AEW World Champion. That's it. Are we getting Adam Cole versus Adam Page at Revolution? If so, sign me up. Sign me up and take my money. It's going to be a great match. And then what's going to happen when Adam Cole wins the World Championship? What happens when Adam Cole wins the World Championship? How far are the goalposts going to be moved back for Adam Cole? What's the next thing that people will complain about? I don't know. This is going to be awesome. And this is exactly what we need to see. Now you're getting the Adam Cole that everybody wants. Will you shut up? Are you going to shut up about it now? I certainly hope so. Jade Cargill, who's backstage with uh, Mark Sterling. Mark Sterling says, win number 27 is coming. Cargill wants to know who is the next one to be on that bitch show. You know, Jay Cargill went on a podcast last week and claimed that she's working with Brian Danielson. Good. Good. That's exactly what she needs to do. And it's a great thing that she said that because if Brian Danielson is lending his time to train you, if Brian Danielson is teaching you what to do and what not to do, and clearly Brian Danielson believes in you and sees something in you along with everybody else. And that goes to show you the level of competitor and person that Brian Danielson is. So I love it. And hopefully she gets better. Hopefully she gets better. No, JD, we're not going to shut up. Stop excusing bullshit from AEW. Well, Ace Productions, you can fucking be hidden in the chat, bro. You can be hidden in the chat, bro. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, man. Bullshit excuses. Take your time out and sit in the fucking corner at the kitty table and fucking take your 300 seconds in the chat. What bullshit excuses? What bullshit excuses do I use against AEW? Everybody wants to fucking come up with fucking excuses as to why Adam Cole is not where he needs to be. He's been there since August. He's had 11 matches. The fuck do you want from him? Seriously, what do you want from him? Is Adam Cole not one of the best wrestlers on the planet? I don't know what else I need to tell you. There were two other non-sanctioned matches. Look at the outcomes and look at how their careers thrived. All four of those people were top-tier individuals. Adam Cole is no different. It's not a bullshit excuse. They have wins and losses and a fucking ranking system for a reason. All because it's Adam Cole you you expect AEW to do better because it's Adam Cole. Why are you fucking complaining about Adam Cole in AEW knowing that they were about to fucking bury this guy on Monday Night Raw? He would have been better off on the Bruce Pritchard. He would have been better off on Vince McMahon's show, right? He would have been better off under a new name. He wouldn't even be Adam Cole. His name wouldn't even be Adam Cole. He'd have no hair. He'd have no baby. He'd have no boom. He'd be a fucking manager for somebody that ultimately got released anyway. And then he himself would have gotten released or better yet, he probably would have been chasing Reggie and Dana Brooke for the 24-7 title. No, but Adam Cole would have been better off in, in WWE, right? No, I'm making bullshit excuses for Adam Cole because he's in AEW, right? Go fuck yourself. Get the fuck out of my chat. You want to come to me and tell me I'm bullshitting and I'm, I'm, I'm making excuses for AEW? I'm a shill, I'm this, all that. I'll get the fuck out of here. Fucking ridiculous. Rawr. Bear cod, right? Yeah, he would have been great. He would have been better off with that, right? Watch him win the world championship. I want to see, I want to see one fucking peep from you people. You'll be fucking silent as usual. Sammy Guevara and Isaiah Cassidy. This was a great TNT title match. I really enjoyed this. Nine minutes. Guevara is wearing both TNT championships. And his ribs were taped from the ladder match. Nice to see Sammy Guevara selling the effects of the ladder match. Awesome. So Guevara, this didn't stop him from doing what he needed to do here. He's always, uh, always going to risk himself and do what he's got to do. Uh, Guevara hit a tope suicide over the ropes on Cassidy. He kicked up on the floor. Guevara avoided a charge from Cassidy. hit a uh, Gamangiri. Quinn distracted uh, Aubrey, the referee, here. And Hardy hit Guevara with a side effect on the ring apron. And we go to commercial. So, Sammy Guevara is clearly on the uh, defensive here going into the commercial break. Cassidy was working over Guevara with a chin lock. Guevara escaped a back suplex and caught Cassidy with clotheslines and a ripcord knee. Guevara went for the GTH, but he couldn't hold up Cassidy because of the rib cage. Cassidy drove an elbow into Guevara's ribs further. He hit a super kick in return to Guevara and began to go to the top. All of a sudden, Andrade El Idolo came out. His music played, distracted Sammy. And this allowed Cassidy to catch Guevara with a sling blade into a backbreaker, then a backstabber for a near fall. So nice combination of moves there by Isaiah Cassidy. Guevara rolled to the ring apron and tried to buy himself some time here. He tried to springboard in. Cassidy called him with a cutter. Cassidy followed up with a tope suicided to the floor. And then a senton, Atomico, in the ring. So we got uh, Jose and Andrade down at ringside. They're encouraging Cassidy on because they are buying stock in the Hardy family office. And Cassidy is on the attack here. Guevara comes back with an inzuguri on Cassidy. Decided to take Quen out with a moonsault to the floor. Double knee jump. Spring, or actually no, double jump springboard cutter on Cassidy, which looks great. One of my new favorite things is Sammy Guevara doing that double jump springboard cutter. Guevara then hit the GTH on Isaiah Cassidy to retain the TNT championship. Really good match. Hardy family office is not looking like the investment that Andrade thought it was going to be. I hope, I hope that it just goes away completely. I think it's dead and buried, and nobody gives a shit about the Hardy family office. I am intrigued by a Hardy team with Jeff when it comes in. I think Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy is going to be a thing. The Hardy family off is not going to be a thing. Hopefully that goes away when Jeff comes in. And don't listen to Jesse. I think we will be getting the Hardy boys, and it's going to be great in AEW. I am more intrigued by an Andrade-Sammy Guevara TNT title match or a Andrade-Darby Allen match. Or even like we've seen a Darby Allen sammy Guevara TNT title match. Because that was teased as well. After the match, Andrade and Matt were going to jump Guevara... Out comes Darby Allen. He chased off El Idolo, and Allen and Guevara have a stare down in the ring, and he looks at the TNT championship. So we got uh, a couple of ways here, a couple of directions. We don't know where we're going. What is Andrade doing a revolution? What is Sammy doing a revolution with the TNT title? Is he defending against Andrade? Is he defending against Darby? Or maybe it's both. Maybe it's both. I don't know. QT Marshall cut a promo running down Hook. Marshall said he has a new student that nobody's ever seen before that will face Hook next week on Rampage. Hook is about to have his next victim. Where are all my hookers at in the chat? Hook will be on Rampage, his show. Might as well name it just the Hook Show. Next week on Rampage. Statlander. Statlander made a mistake, she says. Interview with Tony Schiavone. Made a mistake by agreeing to a match with, uh, what's her name? Layla Hirsch. Layla Hirsch jumped Statlander from behind with a steel chair. Red Velvet made the save here. There was really nothing much to this at all. Looks like there's some mini storylines going on with the women. Not really all that interested in Layla Hirsch. Layla Hirsch apparently isn't acting professional, says Chris Statlander. And Hirsch attacked her with a steel chair. Mercedes Martinez. This was excellent with Thunder Rosa. This is exactly what the women's division should look like this year. Mercedes Martinez and Thunder Rosa showed you exactly what the women's division is going to look like in all of 2022. And if I feel like I do now, and I sense the moves that Tony Khan is going to make, We could see Tony Storm. We could see Athena, Ember Moon, Tegan Knox, Ty of Valkyrie, Mia Yim. These are big names. These are solid additions to the women's division, more so than others. We could see the women's division, honestly, become the best women's division in all of North America if Tony Khan has his way. It should be awesome. But this was awesome. Now you see why Tony Khan picked up Mercedes Martinez. For X amount of time that he's got her. This was great. And this clearly is Thunder Rose's ascent to the top of the AEW women's division. Because what happened after this match is the biggest thing in all about what these two ladies did tonight. Martinez is great. I was very fortunate to call her match with uh, Natalia Markova in House of Glory. I thought it was excellent. Those two ladies killed it on Fight TV. Rosa attacks with a drop kick right at the open of the bell, man. She came down. She doesn't have no flag. She's not representing anything. She she comes down, took, over, took off her jacket, threw it fucking behind her. She walked down the aisle as if she had Jesse in her mind, man. She was looking to kill somebody. She was looking to dump tacos all over Mercedes Martinez. Right at the, the bell, drop kick. Martinez is up against the ropes here, already fighting off Thunder Rosa. Rosa takes down Martinez, delivers some elbow drops. Rosa chokes Martinez over the second rope. She follows with a running dive onto Martinez's back. That sends them to the outside where Rosa hits a suplex on the outside. Rosa rolls Martinez back into the ring. Rosa delivers some more offense, kicks and punches, and locks in a camel clutch even. Martinez got zero offense in on Thunder Rosa. She then reverses Rosa, does Martinez into a spine buster to take control. Martinez brings Rosa down from the top rope a couple of moments later. With an avalanche Death Valley driver. She only gets a two count on that cover attempt. Martinez puts Rosa up for the razor's edge. Rosa escapes and takes down Martinez. Martinez rolls to the outside. Rosa goes after her. Martinez goes underneath the ring, I think, and finds a metal pipe and hits Rosa square in the face with the metal pipe. The referee calls for a disqualification. This is a rarity in AEW Mercedes Martinez intentionally gets herself disqualified. Thunder Rosa wins by DQ. Backstage, Tony Schiavone caught up with Mercedes Martinez after the match was over. In comes Britt Baker. And she shows up and tells Martinez, this, what happened here to tonight, this is not what they discussed. Baker makes it very clear. That she was the one who brought in Martinez to go after Thunder Rosa. Baker says Martinez needs to finish the job next time. The name on the checks is Dr. Britt Baker DMD. There you got it. The storyline arc that we were waiting for. Why is Mercedes Martinez here? Why did she show up in that match with Rosa and Jake Cargill in the TBS tournament and ruin Thunder Rosa's chances? Because of Britt Baker. Britt Baker wants Thunder Rosa eradicated. Thunder Rosa is the only name that right now is going to serve to be a threat to Britt Baker's title reign. She knows it and everybody else knows it. Britt's beaten everybody. I love the fact that they brought this to light. And Mercedes Martinez was brought in by Britt Baker to take out Thunder Rosa. The DQ, obviously, is a rarity. There you have it. They did a DQ ending. Why? Because this is not over. Rosa will overcome Mercedes Martinez. Rosa will get her match with Britt Baker at Revolution. And it may end up being the main event of the show. And if I have my way, it will be inside a steel cage for the AEW Women's Championship just because of the outside interference with Jamie Hayter and Rebel and Mercedes Martinez floating about a steel cage, one with the top. Not like that's really prevented anybody from getting in over the course of forever with pro wrestling, but a steel cage match with Rosa and Britt Baker in the main event of Revolution, AEW Women's Championship steel cage, I'm all for it. Hopefully Tony Khan is thinking along the same wavelengths there. This was great. I love this match. This match was awesome, and I love the little storyline arc there with Britt Baker bringing in Mercedes Martinez. Excellent, 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 excellent. Next week on Dynamite, AW Championship, Texas Death Match: Page versus Archer. Tony Khan has a huge announcement. Don't know what it is. There are free agents out there. Could he be bringing in several free agents? Could it be Keith Lee? Could it be Johnny Gargano? Could it be Wyndham Rotunda? Could it be something along the lines of the Owen Hart Cup finally taking place? I don't know. Maybe he will announce one of those men is going to officially enter the Owen Hart Cup and make a double announcement. I don't know. I don't know what Tony Khan has in store, but we will be hearing from MJF as well. And we will get a first qualifying match for the face of the Revolution Ladder Match At the Revolution pay-per-view. No names have been announced for that yet. And the Inner Circle team meeting will be taking place as well on Dynamite. So a huge show from Atlantic City. Hook will be in action on Rampage against an unnamed opponent from QT Marshall. And the AEW Tag Team Championship. We're finally getting it. The Jurassic Express versus the Gun Club for the AW Tag Team Championship. FTW Championship, Ricky Starks with Powerhouse Hobbs against Jay Lethal. This was fun. This was a very good match. Man, Dynamite was awesome. Dynamite was awesome. Uh, No, uh, Rampage. Dynamite was awesome, too, but Rampage was awesome. Lethal starts to take down Starks with a shoulder tackle. They're going back and forth with headlocks. Lethal takes down Starks with a shoulder tackle again slaps Lethal does Starks. They start to exchange blows in the middle of the ring. Chops in the corner by Lethal. Starks returns the favor with his own chops. Lethal takes control with more chops of his own. Chops back and forth here, and they're just going at each other one by one. Lethal goes for a suplex, but Starks reverses it and delivers an elbow to the back of Lethal's neck. Lethal then trips up Starks, sends Ricky Starks to the outside. Lethal follows him out there with a pair of dives, which looked fantastic. Hobbs steps in front and uh, confronts Lethal and gives Starks some space. Starks is able to take the advantage here with with Hobbs and him kind of causing a distraction. So Lethal gets back to his feet after Ricky Starks is on the offensive. Starts punching his way out of some offensive Ricky Starks. Starks tries swinging uh, with a DDT, but Lethal gets out of it, catches Starks with a clothesline. Starks charges in the corner. Lethal moves Gets a roll-up for a one-count. Lethal hits his Lethal combination and gets a two-count off of that. Lethal then says, sends Starks into the corner. Starks starts to come back and power up. Lethal plants him and stops him with the power bomb for a near fall. Starks and Lethal, again, are on their knees. They're trading blows in the middle of the ring. They get to their feet. More strikes, spinning kick by Lethal. That ends the exchange there between both guys. Hobbs hump, uh, jumps on the apron. And Lethal drop kicks him off. Hobbs manages to take down Lethal to the floor. Out of nowhere, Dante Martin shows up, hits a springboard crossbody to Hobbs on the outside, and that was it for Will Hobbs. Lethal gets back in the ring, misses a Lethal Injection. Another attempt at the Lethal Injection. This was reversed, one of the prettiest reversals all week that we've seen. Lethal Injection reversed into the Rochambeau by Starks to get the pin. It looked Perfect, absolutely perfect. It looks so perfect. it It almost looked like it was out of a video game. Beautiful reversal by Ricky Starks. One, two, three, and Ricky Starks retains the FTW Championship. This show was very good tonight. Very fun. More Ricky Starks on my TV. More Jay Lethal on my TV. I love these guys. These guys are awesome. And they had a great match. And Rampage was fun tonight. Rampage was very fun tonight. And I love the I love the last couple of episodes of Rampage, man. It's nice. It's nice consistency. It flows together. They're selling storylines and they're doing their own thing on Rampage. You got AEW doing all the major shit. You got the little low key storylines like the Gun Club and Ricky Starks and and Team Taz, and you got Hook over here. Doing his thing, right? You got Thunder Rosa and Mercedes Martinez. That, that match, hopefully, the next match that they do is on Dynamite because I thought these two ladies killed it tonight. But, you know, it was, a gr- it was a very good show. Very pleased with what I'm seeing out of Rampage as of late because I don't like the taped atmosphere. I don't like the four man commentary teams on most weeks. Tonight was a little bit better because it was just Jericho, Excalibur, and Taz. I don't like the four man commentary booth on a weekly basis. It was a fun show. This is a fun show, and uh, AEW is doing their thing, man. Very good, and I'm very excited about Revolution. Guys, we are going to go over the Super Chats in just a second. I want to thank you all very much for hanging out with me tonight on the off-the-script post-show here for SmackDown and Rampage. Again, meet and greet next Wednesday. We got the Dynamite show happening in Atlantic City. I will be in Atlantic City at the Tennessee Avenue Beale Hall, 2 p.m., to 6 p.m. right before Dynamite. Drinks, food, gonna be awesome. It's the Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall on Tennessee Avenue in Atlantic City. So if you're gonna be in the area, going to the show, if you're watching here and from Jersey, Philly, Pennsylvania, New York, come on out, man. Let's make it a big deal. There'll be merch there. You guys can buy merch. Gonna be awesome. Make sure you guys go and check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel. Everything's on the homepage. Hit that thumbs up. We got over a thousand likes. Thank you guys very much for that. Continue to get your super chats in. Hit the join button. Become VIPs. And once again, thank you to Honey. Join Honey.com slash off the script. You guys are awesome for all of your support in every which way here on the show, man. Let's start at the top. Ryan Heisler. With a $4.99 super chat. Have a great birthday on Sunday, JD. I can't even begin to tell you how much I enjoy your content. Enjoy Dynamite on Wednesday. Hashtag OTS for life. Cheers, bro. Thank you, Ryan. I appreciate you, brother. Birthday's going to be very low-key, man. Some drinks in the city at a nice cocktail bar. Nice dinner beforehand. That's it, man. Not doing much. Not doing much. Turning 40. I'll be 40 years old on Sunday, man. Do I look it? No. Do I feel it? No. I guess that's a good thing. Ryan Shepard with a Canadian $5 Super Chat. Is there anyone in the company less likable than Charlotte? Yeah, Bruce. Between her, no selling opponents, no selling promos. She is the absolute worst. I can't stand Charlotte Flair, man. I, I I legitimately can't fucking stand her. If she disappeared tomorrow, I would not shed a tear. If she if she quit tomorrow, I would not shed a tear. I don't care. You would not hear a fucking thing out of me, man. Awful television is Charlotte Flair. Ace Productions. You're still going at it. There are plenty of other people on this roster that Adam Cole could be feuding with besides Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy is the mascot of this division. Let's not get that wrong. You know, I'd love for you to show this amount of energy for Wendy Chu, who's basically a female version of Orange Cassidy on NXT 2.0. Nobody has a fucking problem with her wrestling in fucking pajamas, though, right? You know, the funny thing is... Like Ace Productions, and he's been here. He's been here for for many streams, man. I find it very bizarre how you put down Orange Cassidy's wrestling ability. What people don't seem to realize is that Orange Cassidy is a good professional wrestler. I don't understand you people. He's the mascot of the fucking company. He's a damn good pro wrestler. And Adam Cole is the best pro wrestler. Maybe the best in the world. He could be the best in the world on any given day. So where does that go? Well, how does that look to Adam Cole if he wants to work with Orange Cassidy? You don't think Adam Cole knows talent? Give me a break, man. Stop putting people down because you think their gimmick is not good enough. Go watch Orange Cassidy vs. Pack or Orange Cassidy vs. Omega, man, and tell me that the fucking guy can't work. Cut the shit. This is another bullshit narrative spewed by Cornette's fucking losers. And Disco Inferno. Of all people, he should be fucking talking. Look at the gimmick he held in WCW. Michelle Moran, 5 dollar super chat. Three reasons why I don't watch SmackDown. Charlotte, Ronda, and Goldberg. I'll just watch her show instead. Who do you think will end Cole's undefeated streak? I'm not here to think about that, Michelle. Let's get Adam Cole to win the world championship first, and then we'll talk. Tony Brown with a 999 super chat. Aaliyah is a certified piece of candy. I love candy, JD. Tony Brown, you got some good taste, brother. You got some good taste, my friend. Jay Coyle with a $5 UK super chat. I think we all rolled our eyes when Goldberg's music played. Hopefully, it's just a squash match for Roman Reigns. Should be. Three minutes minimum. Five, I'd say, max. Five. Goldberg will be blown up before he even gets to the fucking ring. And Jay Coyle with a $40 in UK Super Chat to follow. Thank you so much, Jay Coyle. I've been following you since 2016, and without knowing, you've helped me through a lot. Your videos and streams give me something to look forward to almost every day. So thank you, J.D., and I hope you have a great birthday. Thank you, Jay Coyle. That means a lot to me, brother. Thank you so much, man. Ryan Shepard with a $5 Canadian Super Chat. Dan, forgot to mention happy birthday. As years go by, the whiskey gets smoother. Enjoy, man. You've earned it. Thank you so much, man. I'll be having some fine whiskey tomorrow with some really good people in celebration of my 40th, man. There's a fucking seltzer splash in my eye. Good thing it ain't really liquid death. SmackDown is liquid death, man. Legitimately. Uh, Susan D'Ambrosio, thank you for the recommitment. Hey, J.D., I know your birthday is coming up on Sunday, but I wanted to wish the king of the IWC happy birthday. Also, SmackDown tonight sucked. Thank you, Susan. Thank you for the recommitment to the OTS VIP lounge. MGM Ballin' with a 499 Super Chat. have Having an awful week. Hope after this show, it cheers me up. I'm sorry to hear that, brother. Hopefully what you're going through subsides and... Look forward to next week, man. Next week's a new week. Marcus Thomas, thank you so much for the donation, brother. As I struggle to get music playing here, five dollars. Super Jack Goldberg, Barry Kevin Owens in two thousand seventeen, and Bray Wyatt in twenty twenty. I hate Goldberg. SmackDown only has twenty three minutes of wrestling. Happy early birthday, JD. Bro, don't remind me of Bill Goldberg, please. In those ways, please. I hate him. Get him off TV. Ricardo Linnell with a 19-month membership. Ricardo, thank you so much, brother. Happy birthday to the tribal chief of the IWC, JD, you fucking beast. Close your eyes, make a wish, merge the rosters and titles, and fuck Bill Goldberg. Thank you, Ricardo. You'll be well on your way to that gold mic, bro. Raging Texas, 85 with a $5 super chat. He leaves me a super emoji con that says, good job. He also becomes a new member. Thank you, Raging Texas. What are you drinking, brother? Jerry Winters with a $20 super chat. He says, happy birthday, JD. Thank you, Jerry Winters. Appreciate it, man. The RTG Noble with a $10 super chat. Oh, shit. Miss, Breakers, Miss Baker sent an assassin after Thunder. The build towards this match begins. I'm so excited. So am I. Thunder Rose is about to be the queen of that division, man. I'm going to love it. Mr. Zacky Boy with a UK $5 super chat. If it was up to you, what would you do to make Charlotte Flair more tolerable on TV? P.S. You can't say get her off television. That's cheating. Less robotic. She needs to cut a promo that's a little bit more organic and human sounding. She sounds like a fucking android out there. Majin Styles with an eight-month membership. Thank you for the recommitment, brother. When I saw Goldberg, I immediately turned off the TV. Fuck Bill Goldberg. It's amazing how many people are in the same boat with that, man. Jacob Donnelly with a $5 super chat. Why does Goldberg somehow look worse every time he's on TV? Apparently he needs surgery on something. I don't think the guy can barely walk, man. He needs surgery on something. He's waiting until after his run is up here so he could go get surgery. Otherwise, we'll never get rid of him. Sean Watkins with a six-month recommitment. Thank you, brother. Vince McMahon fires entire roster, budget cuts. Also, Vince McMahon. Let's bring in Oldberg to face Roman Reigns because we have nobody else. Yeah, and after he beats Lesnar, there really will be nobody else. Eddie Hazard with a nine ninety-nine super chat. DMD being the one to bring in Mercedes to take out Thunder Rosa is a great way to eventually get us to DMD versus Rosa. One five taco match coming right up. Probably a double or nothing. Also, fuck Bill Goldberg. It may be at Revolution, bro. We got, we got five weeks till Revolution. King Mo Jackson with a one nine nine super chat. I've given up on WWE. All the divisions suck. Yes, they do. Eric Newton with a five dollar super chat. How the hell does WWE keep finding ways to lower the bar? I've never seen WWE this bad. I like some of the talent, but I hate how they are booked. The creative have given up, bro. When you got $1 billion in revenue coming in nearly every quarter, who gives a shit? I mean, honestly, who gives a shit? Well, they don't have $1 billion in revenue coming in every quarter. I mean, they made $1 billion all last year. That's, that's, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous, man. That's all they care about, the money. When they got that type of money coming in, they don't give a shit what's on TV. To them, they are doing right. Gotta hit them where it hurts. King Mo Jackson, one ninety nine with a super chat. When is Critiques and Connoisseurs coming back? Hodge and I are going to get together this month, bro. Hopefully preliminary stuff starts this month and we start filming in March. Sean Stegers with a $20 Super Chat. Never done this before? Or for you, I felt it was worth it. Been following for a while now. And although I don't agree with you always with your takes, you keep it real and you're consistent. I'm warming up to AEW Stark and Lethal was nice. Listen, man, that's the most respectful thing you could possibly ever say, man. That's the type of shit that I would love to get on Twitter. JD, I know you love AEW. I know you like AEW more than WWE, but I'm warming up to it. I think Starks and Lethal was nice. That's great. They got some great shit over there, man. Listen, open your mind. AEW's doing it the way WWE should be doing it on television. If you love Triple H's NXT, man, this this is pretty much the same thing. Pretty much the same thing. And we all knew how great that was. I appreciate you, man. Never done it before. Never super chatted. Hopefully we see you back in the venue, man. Thank you. Me, Wilson, with a 999 super chat. J.D., it is good to be back. It's been a while. Been busy with work and dealing with family stuff. But I have caught up on the shows after you go live and plan on resubbing to the VIP room soon. I appreciate that, Me, Wilson. Thank you for the $9.99, man. Well, whatever you were dealing with, take care of it. We'll always be here, man. We're not going nowhere. Scott Toto with a $5 super chat. It begins again. Wyndham Probos, they're amazing. Got to see. Confirmed heel Jesse. Still IWC champion. Uh, Jesse's the champion of nothing. He's not even the champion of his own household. He makes shitty tacos. He got his ass beat, and he got mauled outside Trust Arena in Chicago. And the It Begins Again Windham promos are all fan-made. They're not real. They're not officially Windham Rotunda. King Mo Jackson with a 199 Super Chat. Shane in AEW. No, Wyndham and Keith Lee in AEW? Yes, I hope so. Keith Lee is is all but confirmed, man. Keith Lee is not going anywhere else. David Z with a 499 super chat. He leaves me a super emoji con that says "try again." I don't know what I'm trying again, bro. Try Jesse's tacos again? No, I almost vomited last time I ate. Theo with a 999 super chat. JD, would you mind a Sasha Banks versus Britt Baker match? What are your thoughts? Of course, I wouldn't mind. I love both ladies. Christian Shay with a 499 super chat. Why is Goldberg facing Roman Reigns at the Elimination Chamber? Because Bruce Prichard and Vince McMahon needed something to jerk off to in Saudi Arabia. Sean Stegers with a $10 super chat. I've accepted the fact that WWE puts entertainment before wrestling. You had a live about your, baby, your birthday. So happy birthday. Yeah, no more Ronda. Her first run was enough. Goldberg just gets a title shot. Shaking my fucking head. You know, they used to say WWE was the alternative. It's the other way around now, man. AEW is the alternative. WWE is just a fucking comedy show. Derek Anawahi with a four-month recommitment. Thank you so much, brother. JD, how are you? Derek, how are you, man? I'm good. Allergies are a little fucked up tonight, but I'm all right, man. Anthony Sigornio, Sigornio. I don't know if I pronounced that right, bro. Fucking kill me. Take a beer bottle in the venue and smash me over the head, man, from behind. The G is silent in my last name. So it's Sinorino. I'm Sicilian. Just curious how you feel about Jake Hager and the way he's booked. I don't give a fuck if he's on television or not. And Anthony, I'm Sicilian too, man. One hundred percent. Nice to see the paisans in the fucking chat, you know. We got breezy. We becoming a new member, breezy. What are you drinking, breezy? Round is on me. And don't tell me H two O, otherwise I'm gonna have to dump you. Bradley Robinette with a one ninety nine super chat. Jesse, I'm sure got attacked by Thunder Rose, and happy early birthday, JD. Thank you, Bradley. Uh, I have information that it is not Thunder Rose. It is not done the rose of that Maul Jesse. Laura Conway, 499 Super Chat. Happy early birthday, JD. I hope you have a great one. Sorry I haven't super chatted in a while. Money's been tight. Love you and OTS. Laura, don't worry about it. You're here. That's all that matters. You give what you could give when you can give. It, if you want to give it. It's never a priority. It's always up to you guys to show your generosity, man. Thank you. Solo Youngin' Ford with a $2.99 Super Chat says next time with a super emoji con on YouTube. Next time for what? Next time spitting Jesse's tacos before they're served to the table. Serve sour cream next time. Okay, gotcha. I will do that. Solo Youngin' Ford with a nineteen ninety nine super chat. Thank you, Solo. Appreciate you, bro. smelly wrestling geek with a five month membership thank you for the recommitment brother Cole takes the belt from Paige Danielson takes it off of Cole bro if we can you imagine the fucking matches with Adam Cole as world champion man oh my goodness oh my goodness listen Ace Ace with the one, with the 99 super chat. JD, I meant no offense. I was talking to people in the chat. Not you. I want better out of AC. I want AC to be the best and face the best. I don't like Orange Cassidy. That's my opinion. I know AC can feed with better people. All love. Ace, drop the subject. Otherwise, I'm going to have to dump you. And I don't want to bench you, bro. Cut the shit. Drop it. It's a dead subject, man. You don't like Orange Cassidy. Fine. Fine. Adam Cole is one of the best wrestlers on the face of this planet. Leave it at that. Omega Kong with a $5 super chat. May God bless you on your birthday. I pray you have many, many more. Enjoy your holiday, JD. Cheers. Everyone put birthday cakes in the chat for JD. Omega Kong. I appreciate you, man. Cheers. Cheers. Francis Loop with a $10 super chat. So, SmackDown is supposed to have both main event spots at WrestleMania. If I was Raw, I would be pissed. Who says, anyway, the Women's Royal Rumble winner gets night one main event spot anyway? I don't know. That's the way it's supposed to be. How are we determining Becky's opponent as well? Is there going to be a women's chamber on the 19th? I don't know. More than likely, it's going to be Bianca Belair. WWE may surprise us and have it be Bailey, Bailey or Oscar. I don't know. Delron Utsi with a two dollars super chat. My bro JD, have a blessed birthday. Thank you, Delron. Thank you, bro. Francis Loop with a five dollars super chat. Two main event spots at WrestleMania should be for the WWE Championship and the Universal Championship. Period. That's it. It's not going to be that way, bro. They got to push their uh, women's equal rights agenda. Charlotte versus Ronda is not a main event match to me. It's not. I wouldn't be doing it. I wouldn't be doing it this way to begin with. I, I'd have Roman and Brock open night one, and I would have had somebody else win the Royal Rumble, and I would do that person versus winner of Brock and Roman at night, too. That's what I would have done. The women get the undercard like they deserve because the division sucks. Yes, let's bring back Ronda and pretend our women's division is awesome. D Brown with a $5 super chat. Happy early birthday, brother. Minus today, bringing it right into the OTS venue. D Brown, happy birthday, brother. Listen, everybody give D Brown some birthday cakes in the chat, man. Birthday cake emojis for D Brown. Breno Noah $10 in uh, rupees I believe oh this is not rupees this is Brazilian I don't know what your currency is there bro it says R $10 if Adam Cole is the next AW champion who do you think MJF you feel with happy birthday JD Choose from Brazil again OTS worldwide I don't know man I don't know what they're doing. They got, uh, they got a crowded top with Adam Cole and MJF, man. Unleashed with a Canadian $5 super chat. I thought WWE wanted younger guys. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. They don't know what the fuck they want. I thought they wanted younger guys too. The Wrestling Club with a $2 super chat. I freaking love Doc to disrespect, thanks to you. Doc is great. And if anybody says in this chat ever again that I copy Doc, motherfucker, I've been doing this for a very long time. I don't copy anybody. Do I take influence from Doc? Absolutely. Who doesn't? And who wouldn't want to? He's the master of his craft. So if I could do a little of what Doc does for the wrestling community, why the fuck not, man? Why the fuck not? You want to be the best, you take influence from the best, man. I don't watch no I don't watch no slackers stream. Ryoff Wildfire, 199 Super J. Happy 40th birthday, JD. May it be a blessed one. Thank you, Wildfire. I appreciate you, bro. Brian with a 199 Super J. Happy almost birthday, Jay, Thank you, man. I appreciate you, bro. I don't know who Brian that is. I don't know what Brian that is. Is that Brian XL? He usually calls me Jay. Thank you, brother. Mick Swagger with a seven-month membership. As far as me and my girlfriend goes, you're the only podcast that matters. Accurate takes and genius creative ideas. Can't wait to see you in AEW. Yo, Mick, listen, bro. I'm not going to AEW, man. If I get signed to AEW, man, forget about it. Tony Khan would remove me quicker than you could fucking blink. The internet would be all over Tony Khan's case, showing them hate mail Mondays and what I said here and what I said there. Clipping me, playing Mario Kart. You know the deal. Captain Solo. Thank you for the $5 Super jack, Captain Solo. Always happy to catch you. Been working night shifts, but I'm always watching. Keep on doing what you do. You're the best of the IWC OTS for life. Captain Solo, I appreciate you, man. And I know. I know, man. Rain Entertainment with a 9.99 99 super chat Been a sub since it was just your voice And a WWE logo since 2012 Can't believe the growth Question what are the implications of Shane is all elite Rain I appreciate that man 2012 is uh, I had no fucking clue No direction on what I was doing man So the fact that you're here man That's that's a long time uh, Shane is now going AEW And I don't want Shane in AEW I think that would be a terrible move by Tony Khan. Omega Khan with a $5 Super Chat. Oh, can we all sing the Fuck Bill Goldberg song that you did from SummerSlam? I don't remember the Fuck Bill Goldberg song, man. Somebody's got to fill me in on that. Scorpio1117 with a $2 Super Chat. Would you want to see Jade Cargill versus Sasha Banks? Yes, when Jade becomes a little less green in the ring. Anthony with a Canadian $10 super chat. Roman vs. Goldberg. Such good shit, pal. Beyond horrendous. Cringeworthy. Keep killing it, JD. Have a great birthday. Thank you, Anthony. Brian with another super chat. Oh, my God. I'm drunk, JD. Sorry. Enjoy yourself, man. It's Friday night. Why not? Why not? Brian with another 199 super chat. Actually, it's already Sunday. Yeah, Brian is really drunk. I don't know what the fuck he's saying here. Captain Solo with an eight-month membership. Thank you so much, brother. Happy birthday, J.D. Here's to 40 more and beyond. Will this be Goldberg's last match ever? Roman should end his career. Absolutely. Absolutely should. I hope so. I never want to see him again. Spirit of the Wolf with a fight dollar super chat. I don't know if Doc is a wrestling fan, but I think he'd be proud of the work you put into your show. It's happy birthday, brother. I don't think Doc is a wrestling fan, man. Would he know of Dwayne Johnson, Steve Austin, guys like that, The Undertaker? He knows The Undertaker. He did something with The Undertaker a while back. I don't think he's a wrestling fan, though. But I would listen, man. That would be the ultimate of compliments if he uh, if he was if he seen the show and he enjoyed the fucking visuals and uh, the whole the whole vibe here. I Justin with a see C, which happy birthday, JD. Hope it's a good one. Appreciate you, Justin. Thank you so much, man. And Rain Entertainment with a four ninety nine super chat. Been a fan since two thousand twelve with your voice and WWE logo. Question: If Shane is all elite, what the fuck will happen to the wrestling world? The wrestling world will be turned upside down, bro. The wrestling world would be turned upside down. Maybe Shane comes in and buys the uh, AEW quote unquote storyline. I don't know, man. We'll see what happens. We will see what happens. But, guys, I'm getting out of here, man. I'm exhausted. We've been here for two and a half hours. I love sitting here with you guys, man. But, uh, listen, I got uh, shit to do. I got a couple of Destiny 2 strikes to do and then go to bed. Got a long day tomorrow, man. But I appreciate you guys, man. We are uh, about to hit the road. And, again, if you guys are going to be in Atlantic City, if you guys are going to be in Atlantic City Wednesday, Wednesday, from 2 to 6 p.m. at the Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall. I will be there doing an OTS VIP meetup, man. So make sure you guys come on out. Should be a good time. Go check out my sponsor for today's show, man. Joinhoney.com slash off the script. Download that free web browser. It's a great way to support the show. Hit that thumbs up. We got 1,100 plus likes. Continue to hit that thumbs up, man. I really appreciate you guys very much for hitting that. Like button and smashing the goal tonight. Thank you to everybody in the super chat. Thank you for the early birthday shout-outs and, and super chats. We'll have a uh, we'll have a birthday party on Monday Night Raw, man. We'll have a birthday party on Monday Night Raw. I'm not gonna be live this weekend. I may have one extra for you this weekend, depending on how free I am. So we'll talk about that and uh, whatever news and rumors are I'm gonna be floating around on on uh, the World Wide Web Monday Night and AEW. Well, Monday night raw smackdown and AEW. Make sure you guys also hit that subscribe button, man. Thank you for becoming a part of the OTS family. We are here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday live off the script podcasts. Go up Tuesday and Thursday. Thank you guys very much. Rain Entertainment with a 199 Super Jet. Bring back the goon toad. Toad is actually on my couch. He's on my couch, man. Scott Toto with to $5 super chat. All you goons, grab a cold beer. The man of the hour is finally here. Get retro opening. Thank you, Scott. Listen, guys, I'm getting out of here, man. I need those guitar emojis in the chat. I need those Mustang emojis from my VIPs if you got them. And when that guitar solo comes on, I need that music on Max. Guys, I'll see you possibly tomorrow with an extra. If not, I'll see you back on Monday for a brand new week of content on Off The Script. Thank you guys for everything, and I will see you later this weekend. See you guys later.